Hey guys, welcome what? back to Right Guys, episode yeah. 9. Here we it's go, episode one. 9, baby. It's very late at night right now. It's like 3.30am <laughs> and we just finished recording like a yeah. massive banger of an episode. But there yeah, was we so much to talk bad about. boy at 10 and now it's 3. Jeez. And um, we got to talk about our recent creative endeavors, uh, oh, share, yeah. share some of the recent ideas and things we've been working on. We shared uh, examples of them too. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. All fun stuff. We got to talk about the topic of honesty, touch back on something, some doors we opened last week, got to, got to close some threads there. And also, um, just talk about where me and Micah see that falling into our relationships with art and our life. Mm-hmm. And to, uh, to push that even further, our segment today is a lyrical deep dive on the O Sleeper song, Vices Like Vipers or we really take that thing apart and get to the underlying metaphors of every single part. And, mm-hmm. and, and I learned a lot from that one. And if I can still learn things from a No Sleeper song, I think you can too. <laughs> so you're going to want to stick around for that one. The first time it's ever been uh, explained in, de- in this kind of depth in any kind of recorded format. So I'm really excited for that. To be yeah, it was a real treat. The, the challenges were freaking awesome. Love them. Uh, there is a there is a uh, titillating, to say the least, uh, uh, entry that we share that uh, well, that you'll see when we get there. Yeah. If you choose to be a part of it or not, yeah, um, you're, you will or you won't. You know, you will yeah. or you won't. Who, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Touch a little bit on Elvin, Elden Ring, and yes. we uh, 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 introduce the the, Nick, the new challenge, which is going to be a, a fun one that's been in the in the cooker for. Uh, since our our our, our uh, Genesis meetup, yeah. Next challenge is starting something off that we're really excited about. Yeah. So stick around till the end. All right. We'll All right, guys. There. Let's get it. All right, guys. Episode nine. Let's go. What's up, Ben? Hey, Micah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. The bar is nice today. The temperature is just it right. Actually, it is really nice. I actually have my window open here. It's really nice here. It's the win- your, the window on your side of the bar? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The window right here next to me in the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I'm enjoying that draft. It's, it's, pretty, it's a beautiful day outside. Dude, it's been a long time. I know. What, uh, what's been on your mind? Well, I have been playing Elden Ring. Okay, same. So <laughs> I think that we should maybe have a whole little spot at the beginning here where we just like give maybe like a, a spoiler warning for Elden Ring. Me and Micah are going to start from the beginning so that we don't spoil things from each other and talk about things from that order. Um, but we'll have a, a time a time here where with some editing where you'll know a timestamp that you can skip to. So if you're interested in Elden Ring, then stay tuned. If you don't want spoilers, skip ahead. If you don't care about Elden Ring, skip ahead. To skip Elden Ring spoilers and gamer talk, go to timestamp 23 minutes and 20 seconds. I've been having a great time with the game. 
at mm. the beginning, I thought I was never going to like it as much as I enjoy any of the other Souls games. Um, right. The open world design seemed to grade on me. Dude, how weird was that? Like, <laughs> like, like, like yeah. when you go, when you finally step out and there's just guys walking around random places and you're just looking around, you're like, I can go anywhere. There's yeah. the, like, it was, I think, I think that it, well, like even before that, the character creation was amazing. Yeah. And I, I spent, I, I sat my, my whole first game sesh. I had like two hours that I could play and I was like, yes, going to dive in. Didn't get past the character creation, <laughs> <laughs> or I just finished my character creation, and then the next day, like half of my 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 game sesh was like, I just walked out that door and was looking around. I'd like run over to this side, and I was like, that keeps going that way, and then I'd run <laughs> over this side. I was like, and that way, and then I was like, hey, there's a guy, and then just immediately smashed, and I was like, okay, uh, oh, there's an eagle. I'm gonna kill that thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. And oh, and you can gather like yeah. When, when I resources. saw that thing pop up to like gather resources, I was like, "Oh my god, crafting!" Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I I initially it was really difficult for me, like getting over. Like, I, it felt like a lot of those things seemed to make the parts of the game slightly less intentional, whereas the Souls games in the past have been like very overly designed like overcooked in a way it's like each part has a way that it goes and it's yeah. like so specific and now it's like the the doors are blown off a lot of like the um but at the same time it's not like they've maintained keeping these sort of segmented areas with like with with specific challenges and ways that you can overcome those challenges by taking on enemies in more intelligent like patterns and paths like those elements turned out to still be present in the game. And then as I got farther in and saw more of like the world and how massive it was, I realized that it was really what I wanted from dark souls all along. Really? Yeah. And it was how like, so in, in dark souls, take an Orlando. Um, have you played dark souls? The original, yeah. Yeah, okay. So when you get to Anne Orlando, like the golden, beautiful city, mm -hmm. you can look off into the distance and you can see like how beautiful the city is and you do feel a glimmer of like after spending your whole game in this like shitty like dungeon crawling, like just disgusting, like blight Swamp infested. And forest yeah. and yeah. You get to this like beautiful place. But, and like, and they, they do cast a pretty, a pretty like, um, convincing illusion i think for the for the player at least in that era of like oh massive open spaces and feeling like you had but if you were to look at that like level de level design and level map the traversable space on like a 3d on a 2d map grid the traversable space is extremely narrow you're essentially going through a tunnel system yeah in Anor yeah. Like, yeah and and you want it like I I walk around Anorlando and I want every door to open. Yes. And if there's nothing in there, I just want it to feel real and to yeah. feel lived in. And it's like they did not only that of creating like a large 3D environment for you to move around, but they did populate it. And even though like it might be slightly less dense, like there's still a, so much more content. 
Oh like, my god! Like just like mass wise, than in the other games, and it's like that's that's always my other complaint, and it's not even a real complaint. It's just that they end, which is like the yeah. other, the only other thing that I dislike about the games is like rolling the credits, and it's like, get, like get did I say something I dislike about them? Maybe the only thing I don't know what I was talking about, <laughs> but it's th- th- like like that they end, and that and it's like, and that's the story. There's no and, more to it. Yeah, and and. I I've been getting through them faster and faster, like everyone that comes out mm-hmm. and it's like, I I get through all the content and I'm always like, I always want it to be like the halfway point. I'm always like praying that somehow they're like holding out like some secret hidden next part of the game. Yeah. And in this one, it feels like they're delivering on that insane level of content that I would want. Yeah. It's like, dude, the, like, unending. like, like, like Godric's castle. Mm-hmm. freaking huge yeah like, I, I was just jail. god dude like like just running around like for like a like a few different entire sessions where i'm just like constantly finding new areas i'm like i'm just in a castle yeah and it's this big and yeah. vast and and like in little secrets everywhere like that was that was something too with with uh massive open worlds and stuff like that like i love it but you have to reward curiosity where it's like, okay, I can go anywhere I want. Then I want to get on top of this, on top of that that spire way up there. And if I do, if I spend two straight days like falling off and figuring out a way to get up here, there better be something up there, you know? Like, mm-hmm. get reward me a little bit. Uh, yeah. And that and yeah. it, it exists. No, in dude. Elden Ring. I mean, and what well, what's great about Elden Ring is like it it rests on a foundation of really great gameplay. Mm-hmm. So like it like to reward the player is not hard if you have great gameplay. Because it's like get, to go out onto like the corner of a ledge, um, there's like a ton of games where any item that i could find out there would just be another collectible thing that goes in my inventory and then becomes useless yeah. and it's just like a meaningless but like all they have to do like to get me like literally like salivating is put like a smithing stone level three like the, yeah. and that's just like a click yeah <laughs> like like, I'm like, I'm like oh yes <laughs> you know, like you can you can just put that on like a corner of a ledge and it's like i'll go through a whole thing and get it and i'll be like yeah like yeah (laughs) yeah and it's like i I bet no one else got that one like my weapon can get a little bit stronger and that feels good yeah because the gameplay is like tangible enough it's actually something you can bite into and like it's a real part of the game as opposed to in many other uh action games of the day i would Mm -hmm. say that yeah. like the combat is more of like a formality or like just like mm-hmm. a cinematic sort of thing that happens where you just have to push a button through it. Yeah, just button mash your way through it and yeah, hit them faster. Yeah, it's like to, to, so you can reward players mechanically. You just yeah. give them an upgrade, and it feels good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The and I I like I like that they. It seems this way. It seems that they've just wherever I'm at in the game right now. It seems like they've they've carried over the the souls tradition of armor is like it's really it, it's it's more specced around play style you know and it, it's not it's not like oh that's the best armor that's going to give you you know it's it's mm. like oh this one gives you you know 
a slight like 5% to piercing damage. This one does 5% to slashing. This one is like a little bit, helps you a little bit out, out on lightning damage. This one is, you know, it, it's just, it, it it still feels like you're, like you're, you're able to really, um, I don't know, craft your character and your own playthrough and it's going to, it's going to be different than anyone else's. Yeah. And well, it uh, sounds like yours is different than mine. I kind of have been using one armor set the whole game. Cause I thought it was just the best one. Oh really? <laughs> I just, I bought... haven't, I, I haven't, I haven't changed my armor yet. I'm still using what I started at. What would you start at? <laughs> um, the bandit. Oh hell yeah. That's going to be my second playthrough. I'm also really curious about the sorcerers and wizards and stuff because yeah that's always been lacking in my opinion in the in the other souls games like it's just kind of either easy mode or boring mode yes right but there's a lot of wands like in the first there's like a battle mage there's like they've invested a lot into it to the point where like by by my normal method of like only specking into dexterity I have like pretty. I feel like I've gated myself out of like seventy percent of like player <laughs> yeah. player made con like player based content. Like I feel like I'm not participating. Like I pick up constantly the, picking up spells. Shit, I pick up. I'm just like, well, that's just for, <laughs> for the birds. I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you spend you spend forever. Like I, I remember, I I I started it just like I do like like Bloodborne, where I'm like, okay, I'm going straight. And whatever I hit, I can't go around. I gotta go. Th- I gotta. I gotta beat it at least. <laughs> the, I gotta beat it the first time. You know, I, I gotta right, at least beat it. And leaving. Then, yeah, and so it's like, even though I know I can run around this thing, I'm like, nope. I yeah. engaged it, so it must die. <laughs> and I don't care how many times I have to try. And the first thing, I ran out, and of course I see that big ass gold guy on a horse, <laughs> and I was like. The tree sentinel. Yeah, in my mind, I was like, "Oh, a brick troll!" Like, here we go. And then, and then, of course, I haven't fought anything else, so it gets this big health bar. I'm like, "Okay, I guess everything's got health bars now." <laughs> uh, and I, dude, I fought that thing, like, like straight at the gate, not on a horse. Like, yeah. fought that guy, like I don't know, like forty times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I, I finally beat him. And it gives you this, like, like the axe it gives you is, like, it, it requires, like, level 40 strength or something to use. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be able to use this at all in my build. But, you know, still loved it. You know, it's like, oh, my God, his halberd. Wow. Yeah. Dude, one thing that, one, I will say a bummer, though. I really miss the Souls and Bloodborne item descriptions. I mean, there are still item descriptions. No. Am I looking in the wrong spot? If you go in your inventory and press square. On Did, and it gives you like cycle, a paragraph on it? Like, I, I'm not sure. I know some of them definitely there's at least like a little bit of flavor text. Man, the flavor text that I've that I've come across thus far is like maybe a few words. And, <laughs> you know, it's not at all like... Yeah. You know, like just that, and 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 that's something I really expected with George R. R. Martin being on. And mm-hmm. well, I know I knew that he wasn't necessarily involved in the that like he, writing. He yeah. was like involved in like the uh, 
storyboarding and like concept concepting wor- world building yeah kind of thing. and so like i i feel like because it's such a bigger thing it's just more spread out mm. it's like all the descriptions are like spread out across the items into yeah. smaller chunks the shards have been diminished yeah <laughs> that makes sense yeah no but the like i know some of them definitely do but I I've st- I've been super impressed by the writing still. Like the, yeah. the, all the dialogue is amazing. I don't I think agree. that I don't think that this the staff has necessarily fallen off in any way or like 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 slacking on like the the content. It's like it's the quality's great. The the writing is really awesome in the game. Something I was worried about was uh it like with it being op- open world like I was really worried that um, people would just take that as as like oh we can uh, just power level through anything you know like oh I hit a boss I'm just gonna go power level until I can like one hit this guy mm-hmm. but it seems so far at least it seems that they've they've done a pretty good job of like it's open world but it's still kind of in segments that you unlock and then and, and like if you wanted to try to power level your 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 way past said boss like maybe you could do it but you're gonna spend forever doing that because like after you get a certain amount of you know experience that area that you're in only gives you like like little little like 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 Mm -hmm. little crumbs after you get to a certain level yeah so well the i i feel like it's also like sort of just the way it's always worked in their games where like stats matter like they stats help but like you're still gonna have to learn that boss if 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 lobos can beat any boss barehanded level one naked i know blindfolded with he's using he's neo using the donkey kong (laughs) bongos then (laughs) then he that proves that stats are are really not like the main most important thing like yeah. i think like uh anyone anyone can like uh still have trouble with the boss at any level like mm-hmm. you still have to learn the lessons of the boss it's just a degree to like how much rigor you need yeah like it's it's like how how many mistakes are are you able to endure well, let's talk about let's talk about first first like official boss um like you know we'll say probably Amy uh would like uh what's his name he's the fae oh, wait the first official boss yeah like like to me I mean I fought, I fought a few bosses but then like the first one that I was like oh, okay this is like this is the first like uh, you you know how like when you start in Bloodborne, you do Cleric Beast and you do Gascoin and then you hit Amelia and it's like gotcha. she's way harder, yeah. And that and that's kind of like the primer for the rest of the game. It's like okay, sure. okay, like now here's the wall. Like if you can't figure out how to beat her, then you're not going to be beat anything past her. Um, whereas the other two are kind of like learning mechanics and stuff like that. Bloodborne was Bloodborne your first Souls game. No, Dark Souls was. You when did you play Dark Souls? Uh I played Dark Souls like 
Shane randomly got it. And um, this is when, like, we used to meet up to, like, do game nights. Mm -hmm. And everyone would just get around and, like, would just watch me play. <laughs> and, like, like we'd get, like, a cooler and, like, put all this food. And it'd be, be, like, me, Shane, and our other two roommates. And That's they would all amazing. just sit down and, like... And talk about the items like, wait, let me see that. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, let's let's turn that item back around. Like, oh man, hey, can uh, you go back over here? And there's like all the game coaching. That's perfect. Yeah, and so we uh, like we did Dante's Inferno like that, uh, which is fantastic game. Um, but uh, I remember he brought over and he was like, hey, I got one for game night. It's supposed to be like the hardest shit ever. And I was like, I was like, let's go. <laughs> and uh and like that that was that was my first my first souls experience that's great yeah sorry sorry to interrupt and then i stumbled across bloodborne uh like and didn't know it was connected <laughs> i just bought it uh i was i was in the mood for a dark gory uh bloody game i remember that that was like one of the first things i looked up and I was looking up all these vampire games, and then I saw Bloodborne, and it kind of looked like a vampire game. And I was like, this looks sick. It's got good reviews. I'm going to try it. And then I just dove in, had no idea what I was getting into, and it was, it, and it changed my life forever. It's so good. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what would you say that – have you fought – I mean, you fought the the whatever his name is. Magret the Fay or whatever. <laughs> Mark Mar Margit Margit. Okay. Or something. <laughs> Mar Margit. Magret? <laughs> Maggie? Maggie the Fay? Yeah, I did defeat that boss. Yeah. So didn't you didn't you feel like that was kind of like the first like like Yeah, I'll, that was I definitely the wall. Like the, yeah. the noob the noob walk sort of. And and also I mean, like, there were others, too. Like, it was just the wall in that direction, you know? Yeah. Because like, going too far to the right, it's just, like, it's not well, a welcoming <laughs> environment. True. And so you're, you're turned back. And so, like, you're sort of faced with, the like, the lesser of two evils option, I think. And Marjit is, like, feels like at least, like, you're supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but I, man, I thoroughly enjoyed that fight and yeah. and like his combos were awesome like right yeah. out the gate and like He's so tough yeah and I, I had to like it felt like i was like i i said i said to myself over and over and over again i was like i was like oh my god it's a new bloodborne boss like <laughs> i'm 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 finally fighting a new bloodborne boss like i've been waiting for this uh and yeah it, i just i loved it and I, i'm just thinking like like the combos so long you know like mm. uh yeah. and the 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 different phases like when you go into hammer phase i was like god dang it like what am i gonna do but again you just stick with it and then yeah, yeah, by the eventually. time you feed him you look like a freaking ninja you yeah. know like you just <laughs> just completely in sync y'all are in this this chaotic dance you know and you're just yeah. jumping over things and <sighs> it's just it's amazing yeah i I realized something like, so I initially, I think on the last right guys, I may have talked about this, but I initially said I wasn't going to play Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was, that was because I was working on other things musically. And I was, as I was doing creative work, 
Um, and I did still have times of free time in my life. I was just thinking about like, well, I guess I could just gate myself off from it or I could like access the art form that has been like one of the art forms that's been most inspirational to me. Mm. And like the, the thing that I've, uh, like one of the products that I've enjoyed the most and like a normal human capacity just for like for a few hours every day and not have to binge it <laughs> for like a week and clear my entire schedule. And so that's I that's what started... we always tell ourselves. <laughs> so, I can just have a little, <laughs> I mean, I just started playing it on like a, like a regular, just like a couple hours a day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Which for anyone off. who's not a gamer, that to, to Ben and I, that is a very, that, yeah. that's a very manageable and <laughs> yeah. it, it's like, that's like a little snippet. Like I always think like, I only have two hours. Is that really worth getting into? You know, like, yeah. cause with, I'm going to want to play for at least four or five hour game sessions. What I typically prefer. Yeah. Like with Bloodborne and Sekiro, I don't think I was playing either of those games for more than a week before I finished them. And so like with Elden Ring, it's already been, a couple of weeks and I don't think I'm even halfway through. Nice. Um, but, uh, I, I, uh, re- like as I was working, I got into a flow basically of like writing while I was dead because I've been enjoying writing so much that I was like having trouble choosing between the activities. And so I would want to write and play Elden Ring. <laughs> That's awesome. And like, <laughs> as I would be, uh, playing the game, whatever line I had been working on, whatever problem I'd been like, whatever word I'd been trying to work over, fitting, trying to fit a word into a line, and I and that's two syllables and some little creative problem that my brain is just like toiling away at. It'll do this in the background while I play the game, which becomes yeah. sort of less like Sis- Sisyphusian thoughtless like task of endlessly rolling the boulder up the hill just fighting the same boss over and over my brain slowly becoming this like one-to-one match with the boss pattern where i dodge perfectly in sync and it's like this i'll just do this and i'll just be sitting there and the line will like come to me in the middle of the boss fight oh it's like the words just like there and i say keep fighting the boss and afterwards i go in and write it in and just keep writing and then Next, yeah, next fight. And it helped definitely because I was writing like um, something for, uh, I was writing a, a fantasy song. Mm, and so nice. like being in an environment uh, that was like visually and like audio and like experience kind of like planting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in like an immersed environment it it's it was just like a it's it's a step beyond what you try to get from like what i try to get from making everything quiet and like still in my environment and like shutting off noise from the outside world to try to get immersed in like what i'm focusing on and imagining it's just like yeah. a gateway into that I, that's and, a that is a it's a Okay, you said Sisyphusian. I've I've never heard that word. What, what's the definition Sisyphus of that? Sisyphus is like the the Greek um, like myth of the the man who's like I think he's in Hades, eternally pushing a boulder up a hill. Oh, okay, it, I got and you. And it goes back down the hill. So yeah, it's just like for a, well, po- a I, task that you do over and over. I've I've heard like 
there's uh, and it's 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 escaping me now but like like i write better when i'm driving and it like it occupies something in my mind that lets my creativity just open mm -hmm. like like so, there's something there that's a mechanism um if anybody if if any if any right guys listening to this know what i'm talking about hop in the discord and and, and tell me uh but that is like the same thing like you basically like it's uh, it's kind of like a meditate it's almost like a meditation thing where it just busies you busies your your idle hands and maybe maybe it like turns down your critical thinking a little bit because you're mm. and just allows you to just have ideas come up and go and you're not really yeah. like critiquing them so much it's just no that's not the right one that's not the right one that's not the right oh that's it mm-hmm like like the, like when I was talking about uh, got up and a after writing that second O sleeper song and I was like just cleaning the house and I was like I should start thinking of a name I'm just like cleaning and listening to some music and I was like man Awake in the Forge would be dope that, that something like that would be sick and then like oh wait oh that's it oh okay <laughs> you know what's so great about that name and like this is probably what maybe super like connected to why it is the name but just i feel like the name is also what is happening and like what has just happened you get it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you haven't even yeah. heard the song yet you get it that's exactly what it is yeah um cool yeah man freaking dope uh so yeah i was actually very inspired off of um your your oath to not play Elden Ring and use that as your uh, as your goal, and I dove I dove into Elden Ring hard like immediately, and then I started thinking about how you were doing that, and I was like, man, there's some stuff that I really need to get across the finish line too. I'm gonna do that too. So I haven't played in, um, I haven't played since last time last episode. It's been two weeks. Wow, and. It, but it's it's totally worked like i'll be like okay i can play after i sit down for an hour mm. and and work on x project yeah. you know i got to get that hour in but it has just like that sitting down for that hour by the time i'm like you know maybe like 30 minutes in like the ball is rolling and i'm glancing at the clock i'm like oh, i'm gonna all right, i'm gonna do two hours and then i'm like glancing at the clock i'm like all right i'm gonna do three hours mm -hmm. and then i just keep pushing playing playing games until like last night I was up till 6 a.m. I sat down at 10:30 and I was like okay I'm gonna work on this until 12 30 and then I'm gonna game for like an hour then I have to go to bed but I definitely want a game and then I just kept I just kept going and kept going and kept glancing at the clock until it was like 6 a.m. I was like I have to go I have to go to bed but I got done with so much stuff that I've been wanting to do. And like, I'm just like enjoying that, like invigorating creative flow, you know, like the, where it's just like, and then I wake up the ne the feeling of waking up the next day and be, and like, you know, looking at what you did in that, like creative time warp that Goku's hyperbolic chamber, you know, like, mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, that was dope. Like, okay. Uh, I want to do that again. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I've just kind of been, I've been in that for, I've been doing that pretty solid for the past, like 
like four days straight, like pretty obsessively pursuing some of these projects that have been on the back burner. And I'm just yeah, I saw pumped. some post about Randy recently. Yeah, Randy's getting close. That's awesome. Yeah, he'll be done uh, illustrating in um, uh, in May, and then we'll go straight into lettering, which decided i i told y'all uh i i decided on my letterer and i'm so excited and uh i i I did my first focus group i pulled like uh five uh friends who have kids and Mm -hmm. like 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 in the demographic and and had them like show their kids like like different examples of lettering and uh, on like a splat on like a, a sample page and got all the feedback and made my decision and that was exhilarating um but uh, I'm ready to move on to what's on your mind if you are. <laughs> this has been what's on. My okay, mind. yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, dude, uh, I have I have big news. Yeah. Um. So I've been I've just been like really trying to get trying to get Randy ready to go and looking at like the next steps and everything and um, not knowing if I'm gonna if it's going to get picked up by a publisher or not, or if I'm just going to self publish, mm-hmm. I've just been looking to, you know, reading lots of forums, like first time publishers, first time, uh, authors and stuff like that. And what I kept getting like across the board was like, just get an editor, like whatever you do, like if you're your first try first right out of the box, like get an editor, it's worth it. Um, and I was like, okay. So I started looking into it and, found an editor that I wanted uh, a few, a few great options and put together my pitch and sent it to him. And I got accepted by my top choice editor. Wow. She is the editor of hunger games. Whoa. <laughs> the whole trilogy. Look at you. Yeah. And uh, she was, she worked at scholastic books or she, she was, she was like a chief editor or something. She was like a like high up editor for Scholastic Books in New York for like 15 years, which Scholastic is like, and my, that would be my my top, you know, like to be a part of yeah, the Scholastic yeah, Book sure, Fair. Okay. Are you kidding yeah. me? God. And uh, and so she like, she is a, at, and like, uh, like doing research on her and reading her or watching her interviews, like she's just super passionate about children's books. She loves them. She edits from children's to teen. And, uh, and like, I was just like, this is, she's the one, she's gotta be the one. And, um, I, 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 I sent my proposal and everything. And she wrote back that, uh, that she thought the project was amazing and she saw a lot of, uh, potential in it and that she would love to be a part of it. And so I booked out time with her and we start on the 21st. Wow. From March 21st to to April 21st, we're going to be officially editing Randy. That's too exciting. Yeah. So my first, my first industry professional to, to hear about the project, you know, I got some some really good affirmation on that. And that's just (laughs) got me freaking buzzing. Yeah, dude, that's so exciting. And you deserve it. Like, I'm, I, I'm so happy for you. Thank I know you, like man. all the work that you put into Randy and like how, Years. how much, not only work, but also like the things that you can't, 
that you can't just count on like the flames of inspiration that have gone mm. into that. Like it's like, it's got gems. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's, the, it is, it's, the, it's, you know, other than a sleeper, it's the longest project I've, I've consistently worked on and, you know, gone through lots of disasters with, and just had to like really got devastated, you know, gave up, had to like pick it, picked it back up again, kept pushing, you know, wrecked it again, picked it back up, you know, hit walls like for like years. Yeah. But it's happening. So yeah. that was very exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. Um and then the other thing that's been on my mind is I've always I I've, I've talked about this and I talked to you about this before, but I've always wanted to get into voiceover work. And um you know now more than ever, like I'm just kind of like looking at like, uh, like my job and I'm very grateful for it and everything, but, um, it's not what I love. It's not what I, you know, I didn't really choose it. It kind of fell into my lap and there's so many other things that I've, I've want to do that I feel like I could do, but I just, haven't, I haven't tried and I keep, I keep putting it off and saying like, okay, well next time Shane's over, I'm going to get him to look at my my rig, you know, and get, and get, and set me up a good vocal, you know, preset, you know, I'm going to do this, yada, yada, yada. Well, on one of those days where I was about to game, I was like, nope, I'm going to make my own voiceover, uh, template. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch the videos. I'm going to, I don't care if it takes all day. And this is something that I have been putting off for probably like, five years and I've wanted to do it before I was even in music. I wanted to, to do like, like voice cartoons and stuff like that. Like yeah. back when I was in theater um, and video games, but like recently it's been on the back of my mind and I keep being like, yeah, I should do that. Or I want to do that. But I was like, screw it. I'm going to figure it out. And I did. And I had it, I had it dialed in in like 30 minutes and I was like, Oh, oh well, badass yeah. <laughs> I like went and listened to it in my truck and I was like that sounds good and uh what do you do for what do you do for a, a voice of a preset it was I just I just I looked up a YouTube video and I looked up like uh for I for my for my preamp and my compressor like good settings for that and just started there got you got and you. So just like where to where to put the dials yeah, and the then things okay, and, and then but then like uh, I I specifically as I use Logic, um, I looked up like male voiceover, um, EQ, the EQ mix, you know how to mix male voiceover, and this guy, awesome, awesome dude, um, just got on there and he's like he's like yeah, this is how you can do get a great uh, mix with all stock plugins, mm-hmm. and I was okay. like perfect. You can learn anything on YouTube in 15 minutes. Yeah. And I, I'm still, I like, I, I'm, I'm going to make a couple more tweaks because I think I got it a little hot right now. But, um, but You've I got did it that. on right now. No. Oh, okay. No, gotcha. no. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but like, I've figured that out real quick. And then I was like, oh, sick. Well, this is now it sounds good. Now it's kind of fun. Like, I don't want to knock some out. I'm just going to, I'm just going to try one. I'm just going to do one. So I've done a few commercials. And so I just dug up the scripts from those old commercials and 
Uh, and I was like, all right, let's, let's just do this. And I did it. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. I like that. And I was like, oh, what other? let me see if I can find any other ones. <laughs> and then I ended up doing all the commercials I've done, redoing all of them and putting them into a, uh, like into a session. And then uh, my buddy hooked me up with a sick website for copyright free music and backing tracks and stuff. And I linked up backing music for that match the tone of each one. And now I have a, I have a commercial voiceover reel. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> yesterday or like two days ago, um, two days ago I was, I was finalizing it and my computer like just got bogged down and I was like, shit, okay, I gotta, I gotta get a new, new hard drive. And so I'm just sitting there like waiting for hard drive files to copy over so I can make like a, like a YouTube video you know, um, demo reel. And then I was like, this is taking forever. Like, man, you know, this commercial stuff is cool, but what I really want to do is like cartoon, uh, anime, uh, video game stuff, like, like character voice acting. And so I went on to like, I went on to, to Fiverr and looked up like their top people and checked out their reels. And I was like, damn, they're so good. And, I was like, how do you do all those voices? And I just sat there. I just sat there while, while my while my shit was uh, transferring over from my hard drive. Came up with like eighteen different characters, <laughs> just like making sounds and and voices and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, I'll try. I'll, I want to track one of these. Wrote a script for it for for one of them. Tracked it. Loved it. Then I wrote scripts for all eighteen characters. <laughs> And then tracked all of them. And yesterday I finished it and now I have a character voiceover reel. Dude, I want to hear that. I actually sent it to your email. Wow. Thank if you, you wanna you wanna listen to it? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. All right, yeah. So this is my this is uh, Micah Kennard's official character voiceover reel. My lord, make me your hand of justice. Send me to the fray, and I will bring you glory. Wow, I'm not gonna lie; these guys are tough, but I know we can beat them. We just have to believe in ourselves. No, no, none of this adds up. We've been playing right into his hand the whole time. Gotta think, what am I missing? Ah, uh, sir, I think you should come and see this. Either the radar's glitching or the enemy troops have tripled in size. What now? I hope for your sake you've got some good news for me. I didn't need a key. I snuck in through your window and hid under your bed until you woke. And that's not creepy, cause I'm gorgeous. Hey, boss! What should we do with the prisoner? Let's eat him! Tonight, when they're sleeping, that's when we hit them. The whole village. Leave no human alive and find the relic. It's there somewhere. I dare you to think of a better way to spend a day than skipping rocks with your best bud. 
Know this. <laughs> Agonon has tested my mercy for the last time. Raise the taxes. If the peasants don't like it, they can try their luck surviving outside my walls. I will double my army and Agonon will bow at my feet or die. Funny. I'm starting to think you might not be all you say you are. I'm starting to think maybe you can't back any of this up. Oh yeah? How would you like it if everything you believed in turned out to be just a big lie? And this big grand purpose you thought you were fulfilling was really just the greed of a madman, huh? Think you'd be laughing now? No, I don't think so. Villain. You know, no one has much use for a hero when there is no villain to fight. So without me, you're nothing. I guess you could say, I'm your purpose. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Oh man, last night was the best! We had pizza, ice cream, cheese whiz, brownies, tacos, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, popcorn, oh, we watched movies, told stories, played Gravitron, made a fort, it was the best night ever! They come and keep treating you like this. You're not their slave. Your power is yours, Sarava. And you believing that is the only thing keeping you their prisoner. Hmm. If I remember correctly, it's two pounds frog slime, three measures blood dust, twelve, no, thirteen ogre hairs, and no, blast, I don't remember the rest, but it was the worst thing I have ever tasted. That's right, sir. One hundred men on our east, three hundred to the west, cavalry units en route, and the sea at our backs. No point of a treat, sir. <laughs> oh, me. I'm no threat. Just a silly old man. Sure, I've got a couple spells and potion recipes, but when you live as long as I have, who doesn't? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. Funimation, I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh. Was, is that your submission for the challenge this week? <laughs> there was each of those based on a word or something. And that, <laughs> these, no. dude, that is so good. Do you like it? Oh my gosh, it's amazing, man! As someone who's done voiceover work before for this kind of stuff, I was I've been so excited to show you. Yeah, and, whenever, I mean, and, when, and when we delayed do, shooting the episode, I was like. Well, I didn't even have it back then, because I did this like a couple days ago. Bro, knowing your mic and your setup and the amount, like, like I didn't, I had, I didn't have as legit setup as you when I was doing this, and I didn't, I didn't have as much practice as you do when I was doing it. So, like, yeah, those sound awesome. Oh. I never got, I never did any voiceover of that, even like bit rate. <laughs> like, it's it, oh, it's great, yeah. and the 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 skill as well you've you've honed it like and all those different characters it's incredible thank you like, man it's a great range thank you so much dude oh man i can't wait so i i, I want to like i'm gonna start a, a fiver and then i'm gonna send it to a couple um i'm gonna send it to, to funimation i'm gonna i'm just gonna go there because it, it's like like funimation studios is in is like 45 it's like maybe an hour for me wow so I'm yeah. just freaking driving just it. Knock there. down their door. I'm going for it. I'm like, I want give me Goku. Let's go. <laughs> uh or a monster. I don't care. 
but I'm going to do that and like send it to a couple of talent agencies and just see what happens. It makes me want to make one. Do <laughs> it. So good. Do it, dude. It's so, it was so fun. Like writing little snippets. Cause like, I can't believe, like all these characters and like, I'll, I'll read you the, the characters, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we mean the old man. If you put, but by my age, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> You're my age. Who doesn't? Uh, let's see. So we got. Uh, all right. So <clears throat> these these are what like like my inspirations for them. You know, they ended up being something different, but that's just kind of like where I was shooting. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the valiant hero, knight, uh, dark hero, detective, Batman. A uh, nervous lackey, radar guy, a uh, drill sergeant, a general, smooth operator like a Flynn Rider, Locke Lamora in my mm-hmm. like in my mind, uh, monster lackey, uh, monster boss, dopey friend or dopey guy, uh, arrogant king, Goku, hopeful hero, Black Dao. How I always like assumed like Black Dao sounded from First Law trilogy. I have not read it, but oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pharaoh also from First Law trilogy. Like she, uh, she had this like it, it wasn't French, but it kind of was, and it was just it was just enough to be like, uh, like sound different and foreign. And I was like, that's kind of sick. And then a sneaky villain, goofy best friend. Uh, I went straight up for just Geralt from The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, Baez from First Law. Who's like this? Like, he was the wizard, um, and uh, and then let's see, three trees. Who's like, just like punchy Northman. Um, he, he ended up being like the uh, the like the I call it the punchy right hand man. Um, that's right, sir. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, crazy old man. Yeah, crazy old man's uh, script was he was he 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 oh me I'm no threat just a silly old man sure I've got a couple spells and potion recipes but when you live as long as I have who does it? <laughs> it's so good the lines are great thanks so you, man so you did you start with the characters and write the lines based on those like little themes yeah I I just sat here in front of my computer making different voices up and then just like just kind of just like blurbing shit out um, yeah. and then i was like "Ooh, i like that like that sounds that sounds good that sounds different and then i was like so what is that and i was like it's kind of sounds like a like a heroic night you know and then so yeah. I'd, I'd write that down and then i just went out on my porch and wrote like i was like okay heroic night mm. my lord make me your right make me your hand of justice send me to the fray and i will bring you glory yeah and then uh yeah, then just kind of messed around with them until it sounded good. Yeah, that's great. I've <laughs> I've got to write out some one-liners and make a little reel. I yeah, dude. I've I've I guess I've been growing a little collection for years. Like I, I have little like voice line type <clears throat> memes that I do that I made up just because I think that I like like the the tonal qu- like oh a skeleton like yeah. And so I just say that when I see like a skeleton in something. Oh, a skeleton. Oh, a skeleton. <laughs> and so it's like just a common little character. And then there's... Um, skeleton fan. There's, <laughs> he just loves skeletons. Yeah. Ah. The 20, $25 guy is like... If you ever see anything that costs $25, you can go, 
Ah, that costs twenty-five dollars. <laughs> so it'll just happen randomly, like we'll be in a restaurant, and I'll just be like, ah, that costs twenty-five dollars. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I, whenever I'm driving, I'll, I'll, uh, I jack with voices. I do it in the shower a lot too, but I like constantly just trying, trying to do, trying to figure out ways to not sound like myself, mm-hmm. and, uh, and like trying to pinpoint what I think my voice sounds like, and then different weird throaty things I can do and bring it down here, mm-hmm. and then push through my nose, and, uh, and I'm back to here, you know, and like yeah. try to try to just erase my my tone if i can and just kind of little challenges like that there's one legendary voice in my friend group that we call straight edge hey guys if you guys want to get if you guys want to get into any trouble tonight leave me out of it please (laughs) terrified of any danger Oh, dude, that's awesome! Yes, put together a real. We already got it. We like like getting getting these mics, you know, ready to go for this podcast. That was like the first step to it. You know, your voice sounds great on here. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, we've got some. We 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 made we made many many adjustments and uh, alterations and uh, upgrades to our setup. Yeah, before but even we could even begin. just learning how to. Even just learning how to uh, how to record like you have and getting your recording sounding good, like it's all just audio engineering, which you're going to use. Yeah, but dude, let's uh, let's both uh, become character voice actors and be on the same cartoon. It'd be so sick. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, yeah. I, hey, if anybody's got any connects out there, uh, hook me up. Yeah, send them to send them to Micah before you send them to me. He's very competitive. I got a reel ready to go. <laughs> yeah, Ben Ben does not. I'm I, I'm not actually in the. I send definitely send them to Micah and not necessarily to me. <laughs> but I got to give a big shout out to the Right Guys community here. Um, this would not have this wouldn't have happened if uh, if we hadn't done that freaking. Um, uh, uh, collaboration challenge, and I hadn't got to meet Josiah. Uh, if you're listening, love you, bro. Thanks so much for for the inspiration on it. Um, but you know, he he, I asked him. I I, I was kicking around like he does voiceover work, uh, and he was able to replace his job uh, with it. Wow! And yeah. just started on Fiverr, and uh, and he just he was so awesome about answering all my questions and helping me out with the setup and like he sent me like pictures of his setup and everything. And, um, and it really made me believe I was like, I was like, damn, like, and, and he was like, I'd never done this before. Like I just, I didn't think anything mm. would happen of it. I just like doing it and yeah. now I'm busy. And I was like, all right. So thanks a lot. Right guys. Community. Thanks Jonah. Yeah. it's <clears throat> awesome. Um, one other thing that had been on my mind was like I I mean I I touched on it earlier like the the song I'd been writing while playing Elden Ring I was trying to finish this song I've been working at it for the past like month or so since the tiny desk unknown artist contest got announced for this year and I really wanted this one song to get finished 
Um, the opus. Yes, I consider, sort of consider it my magnum opus. And so I worked on it and worked on it up until like the last few days down to the wire. And I finally finished it. I got the song done. Um, so the song is done. But like... I have to hear it. Yeah. We have I, to hear it. Yeah. I oh, we all to have play to hear it. For you. Let's I go. Actually, I want to... I want to preface it by saying that I, I actually did not submit this to Tiny Desk in the end. It what? Has, there are problems with the with the performance aspect. It's a, ultimately it's in the wrong key for my voice, and I didn't have the time to transpose the whole song and relearn it on guitar. Uh. Um, the choruses like go down an octave <clears> compared <throat> to the verses, and like the vibe is just very weird to me. I think it doesn't flow. It doesn't necessarily flow as well as some of my other songs. I actually ended up submitting Obsessed. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love Obsessed. I thought the Right Guys listeners might like to hear that. Um, so oh, that hell is, yeah. That is up on, on YouTube. There's a there's a video of that for my contest submission. So I can have, have, have that up somewhere, probably on my Instagram. That'll be findable on there. Okay. And so when is the next uh, submission thing for Tiny Desk? Like there's one every year. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I, I hope you I, get it, man. Is there any way we can vote? Uh, no, there, there's not. Um, it's all Maybe judged just... by a private panel. There may be like votes at some point, but they said they would be like purely promotional and that hold no weight. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, hey, everybody listening, go to uh, I, uh, YouTube and look up Ben's uh, page, Ayumi. I'll, I'll have and, it. I'll have it on my Instagram. You could, you should, you can find it on my Instagram. Okay. Either way, let's get whatever whatever link you sent them. Let's get some views and comments on that and likes. That'd be sick. It'll just make it look better. All right, I'm probably going to be like scrolling lyrics at points and things, so. That's okay. Yeah. And, and there's almost definitely going to be slip-ups as well. It's a new song, and it's challenging. I've only performed it a few times. Um, it's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Let's get in it. I would take up any prophecy we need to fulfill 
our journey's only begun But I wanna be your chosen one So I'll be summoned when you call Every time I wouldn't miss a chance to fall on my knees at your side I'd give my, I'd bind my spirit to be beside you here eternally So catch me crossing off your chores I'm slaying dragons with your vorpal swords I'm weighing diamonds from their hordes before I collect them for the sake of perfection Yet every day I ask for more I'm interfering in your sister's wars I'm thieving riches from the courts of lords who spurned you and the churches that burned you while you could flay me with a snap Fly my body like your coven's flag You could let my organs trail and hang in the wind You would still be my favorite I want a home inside your head I want to be the one you think of next I want my music to distract you and you're bored until you know all the words. There's one component to a charm. A golden apple in your open palm. The incantation was a psalm that I had written. I sang with all my conviction. If I could have you for a little while all to myself I would tackle any prophecy we need to fulfill and our journey's only begun But I wanna be your chosen one So I'll be running when you call Every time I wouldn't miss a chance to fall on my knees at your side I'd bind my spirit to be beside you here eternally But that was just the trap you set You only needed me to make my bed You wanted me to serenade you here forever You're so deliciously clever your phone unanswered messages and dial tone you're killing me with all the stop and go and you listen but your request is my privilege and I'll stalk the storage when you're paused enchanted corridors and shifting halls I'm trawling magic data logs enthralled in pursuit to find a way to get back to you. Oh, I love it, man. I can't wait to have that. I'm sending it to Jenna immediately. <laughs>
Dude, you are like, you're like creating a genre. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. It really feels like it. I, nothing sounds like you. It's like it's like shred indie, and like it's got this like classical element to it. Um, that song like has is really. I think you did such a beautiful balance of like a fantasy element mixed with modern though like to where it's still like it's still totally relatable and and it ends up being like not like nerdy but like like cute like adorable you know and like I, just every every little I, I was just I was just like waiting on like every next word like I wanted to hear the next thing and it just kept on being like fresh and and uh creative and just man i'm just blown away i I am a i'm a straight up fan like i i want that song on my phone thank you (laughs) it's like uh, this song more has gone into this than anything else this song is like it's a confluence of a lot of what i want to do like the writing the theme the like the ideas in it but then also like combining a lot musically that's like guitar get like technical guitar work over a over a melody that is like beautiful yeah and then um like that worked over top of an another vocal melody that also sounds good but isn't the same melody you Um, also have a good balance with your technicality where it gets like really tech but then it keeps coming to these like breathing resting moments in the riff uh that are that like kind of bring you back to where you kind of get like swept up in it and then it brings you back to a starting point and then you, it's kind of sets you up for the next time like it doesn't doesn't wear it doesn't wear you out at all like it just continues to be interesting and i love it man I, i'm i'm just I, I can't say enough good things about it i think it's so good dude well thank you as a as a writing project it was definitely a significant project like it was it, it was a mix of the things we've been talking about of like uh, putting in your putting yourself into your work and writing truth um Mm. because like a lot of this was just things that were coming to me very naturally and a lot of it does work into metaphors about me and who i am um and but it's also like such a project yeah it's also like like everything is in tone and everything is like um creatively restricted within this sort of like world those last few pieces of the puzzle were just what was the last one to go into place last so it was um figuring out how to change the tone going from fantasy to like inside of the phone that yeah. was a huge you hurdle. Did it flawlessly. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it it felt like it felt like playing a D and D tournament and being in the zone and then like Babe walks up behind it and it's like, Oh hey babe, yeah, I love you too. All right, you know. Like <laughs> it's like back to reality and then back in. And then like, you know, like like the moments of that you spend together and then when she's away, like how you see y'all's relationship in your head with all of the creative Mm-hmm. flair and everything and metaphor yeah sorry well, I didn't to cut you off just the, yeah so well sick. doing the, the last few parts like 
I mean, the one, yeah, was, was trying to fit things into the phone, which was tough after going, like writing so much in the fantasy world. Like I, cause those lines, like, so like that's like the verse melody and that had been running as like a writing prompt in my head for months over this like fantasy witch the wards and witching walls her coven's flag that is so sick so much depth so i I try to, um, I, I, when I was switching it over to the phone, it was just such a different world that that was just, it ended up being like the last thing that I did because I just couldn't like figure out words that would fit into like the rhyme scheme that were like Mm. themed that way. Like all the words that seemed to fit were these other ones from this other universe that I had been in with the melody. And so it, it's hard to like, like, like I, that's something that, that really impresses me about it is that you, it, it came across as seamless, but it is such a jarring break from it. it, it you're, it's like two songs, you know, like, yeah, it's so cool. So can I go over a few yes. of the parts? Like, um, please. <laughs> uh, so it starts like, it starts with the riff. Dun, 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 dun which is like the riff is supposed to sort of symbolize like magic happening. Um, okay. But it's like, so it starts with a spell being cast on the main character. Um, and then it starts, <laughs> and then it's, I think you call me in a spell uh, uh, is the first line. I think you call me in a spell. Don't know if it was intentional, but now whenever you're around, I feel it well. It's like a symphony swelling. And it's like, I'm naked when we talk in this, like one of my favorite lines, it's like, I'm naked when we talk, it's forced expository dialogue. Um, so like expository dialogue. Are you familiar with the the term? Uh, I so I don't think so. In writing, it's like it. It's oh like, no! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you expose for, the inner the inner thoughts of the character. So expository dialogue is like when you have dialogue that there's no reason that the characters would be talking about it because they both know the information. It would be like if you and I sat down and we were just like we were like. we weren't on air we weren't recording we were just like right guys is a podcast about writing like like we wouldn't (laughs) do that but like if the camera was on and it was scene one of a movie the characters might say something ridiculous like that and right just to set it up that's called expository dialogue and forced expository dialogue is a term for when it's done poorly yeah in writing so it's like a writing trope or like an idea of writing but it's also like you zoom in on the two guys in the car it's like all right, man, we've been here for four weeks and I haven't eaten, I haven't seen my kids in three days and yeah. I haven't, well, and it's like, yeah. if you're sitting next to each other, you don't say all that. Yeah, you know? but if you think about what's happening there, it's a person just like giving giving unnecessary information about their life that seems unnatural for them to be giving. Ah, oh yeah. And okay. that's what expository dialogue would be, but it's also just naked. It feels like I'm naked yeah. when we talk. It's yeah. forced expository dialogue, like literally just those words. Yeah. Oh, I love it, dude. Uh, I loved, I, I, but also I love, I love like the the standalone line of it feels feels like I'm naked when we talk. You know, like again, it's like here's the here's the uh, that's the that's the that's the piece that everyone can grab onto. Mm-hmm. And then forced expository dialogue is like the flare, the the color that makes you go like 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 other people like it's kind of Easter eggs, but 
if it goes over someone's head, like they still get it. Like you're not lost in the song, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, just, uh, I mean, going in the, the other thing that I think is cool is, is just that the, the chorus is like the song in the song. So like (laughs) the idea is like the, the chorus, um, if I could have you for a little while all to myself, I would take up any prophecy we need to fulfill. That's like, he sings it to her in the first part. Like it goes to the song. Um, I want to hide my fatal flaw. I need, I, I know you've seen it in your crystal ball. I need approval. Every breath I draw and release. Do you approve of me? And then he starts singing. If I could have you for a little while all to myself, blah, blah, blah. And he goes to the chorus, which is like a song that he wrote her. Cause the guitar picks up and, and then it's sort of like supposed to be, we're in the scene with him and That's he's playing cool. the song. And then, after that, uh, there's this, like, he's talking about how he wants to be with her forever. He wants a home inside of her head. Then she tells him about, there's this one charm. There's one component to his, to charm. It's a golden apple in your open palm. The incantation. And he, so the incantation is a psalm that I've written. So, like, it's the psalm from the first part that he wrote. And I sang with all my conviction. And the song that he wrote is, if I could have you for a little while all to myself, I would tackle any prophecy we need to fulfill. Our journey's only begun, but I want to be your chosen one. So I'll be running when you call every time. I wouldn't miss a chance to fall on my knees at your side. I would bind my spirit to be beside you here eternally. And and the the, song's called Golden Apple. Right. And so that's like the other clue. Yeah. So, so sick. So that's how she traps him in the phone is with his own song. And, but it had to be like a song from his heart that he was wishing to be captured, mm. which he falls right into. And then, uh, <laughs> Julia came up with like, when we were like brainstorming this, like just talking to the song, she, well, she thought it, she was like, Oh, that's genius. It's a, and it's an Apple. It's an iPhone. Oh like, my God. Like you put your name in the phone and then like you're yes. like, yes. And I was like, that actually, that actually is, is perfect. It was that not is... what I intended, but yeah. Damn. Yeah. So it's like, it's so cool. Whole yeah. other layer of metaphor. Yeah. Putting your digits in is that final layer of like, a, 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 if, a, if a situation at the power balance would be off and, and you're in a situation where you're just doing chores for someone, you're just someone's like buddy to run around and do things for them getting getting your number in their phone it's just like now i don't even need to face to face yeah yeah the stuff i'm giving you full access yeah and then for him it's like his music and what have you and everything and and so then then it gets into the metaphor of this is the lore of ayumi is that he's trapped in your phone to play music and it's like on my spotify the the bio and on my instagram the bio is a witch trapped me inside your phone to play you music forever fuck dude come on so sick I love all the Easter eggs, man. That so I'm is in like, the phone now. That's so that's so rich. Uh, it's gonna be so exciting for your fans, man. Like for the like, like. Not everyone will get that, but the ones, but like they, you have so many different layers going on, that and it's already great. Like on the top, just to listen as a song. Yeah, and, sure. and and it has like even if all you pick up on is the, is like the um, the 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 the, the what am I trying to say the 
the more like like I, I feel like we're naked when we talk. You know, if all you pick up on that, it's it like it it all like yeah, like you slaying still dragons. Get the vibe. It says, like there's a fun stuff and like thieving yeah. riches from courts of lords. But then if you go one if you go one metaphor in, it's like mm-hmm. it feels like it feels like an Easter egg. It's like oh, he's talking about this. Like oh man. And then if you go another metaphor in, it's like oh my god, this is the whole band. And then it's like, and then you go onto your Spotify and you read that. And you're like oh my whoa, wait a second. And it's just gonna it's just gonna set your fans up to like, um, start looking for this shit because that already is so rewarding, you know. Um. So man, be careful putting that baby out because now I mean I'm a fan now and now I want another one and I want to <laughs> I, I want to figure it all out on my own. I, I want a Bloodborne song that I can, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm working on this. This is supposed to be like a three song EP that that's all themed on this one character being trapped inside the phone. Oh, cool! And so Golden Apple's like the setup song, kind of. It's a golden iPhone. Jeez, that's so sick. <laughs> Golden <sighs> Apple. You yeah. said you said Vorpal Sword in a lo- in a in a love song. Yeah, <laughs> and it totally worked. <laughs> I it was totally worked. Golly, yeah. I'm working working the fantasy elements into like songs and making them like yeah. It's like, hey, I got an idea. I got an idea. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna get you a gig booked as a bard at a Renaissance festival. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> and we're gonna shoot a right guys episode at the Renaissance festival. Yes. Yes. I, we'll we'll get set up in a tavern. Oh my god, we have to do that. We'll be in full costume. Oh my god, we have to do it. All right guys community is invited. Yes, <laughs> I'll do it. Dude. We'll just dress up I, like bards. Go to the go to the tavern. Tell everyone in the right guys community about it, and we'll show up together. Go in, you'll and you'll be dressed up as a bard with your guitar, and then you'll just get up and start playing, and we'll have a show. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I will protect you, and I'll make sure no one comes. I'll I'll, I'll be your guard. <laughs> Freaking! <laughs> I have my my claymore with me. God, I, that's so sick. Shane yeah, will be there. I, I have it. I definitely dream of being a bard. Like I, I, I had an idea for an album ca- called Fairy Fire. Um, sick. Because it's a it's a D and D spell, and um, it would be, show me the pre order. I don't even care if it's not written yet. I'll buy <laughs> sub, it right now. The subtitle would be songs for your bard to sing without sounding like a dork, <laughs> and it would just be all like. Just fantasy songs from like uh, just, like, I just love cool it. fantasy songs. God, that is sick. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about your project, man. I'm so excited about your, your musical pursuits and what it's becoming and how hard you're pushing yourself and and that you're like I don't know, there's so much vision to it and uh and you are dedicated enough to bring the the complexity and depth and care and creativity that you bring to your, that, you know, that you and I connected with in, in story writing, uh, you can bring that to not only songwriting, but, uh, to your musicality and your instrumentation and everything is just, it's sick. It's a pleasure, man. I love it. Thanks. So man, my, my mind is buzzing on, uh, 
this whole renaissance idea. <laughs> I want to do it. I want to do it. I mean, uh, so, well, I mean, we could, we, could, we could put it months out, like months out. You know, we'll be like, all right, you know, four months from now, this is when it's happening. But are we trying to call it summon all right guys in the yes. tri-state area? Yes. Uh, I want to do. I want to put it out there, and um, we could even we could come up with like a like a, a writing workshop around it. Like come in, and you know we'll go to we'll go to the we'll go to the the the, the Renaissance Fair, and you know we could, we could come up with some cool stuff to do. But yeah. imagine this: like before we go, the writing challenge, like, uh, like 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 weeks out or whatever. One of the writing challenges leading up to it is you have to write a story about your character that you are going to show up as, and you submit it, and we put them up there so everyone can read everybody's characters. So when we meet up, it's like, "Hey, I recognize that paladin." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, that's so sick. We, we that, got to do it. We got to do it. Fine, right, guys? Hop in the Discord and vote yes on uh, Renaissance Workshop. <laughs> vote yes. <laughs> <laughs> like where would we do it um i mean we have some sick renaissance fest out here i'm also down to uh take suggestions on the renaissance fest that we go to like if anybody goes to them all the time knows someone that would be sick for it's got some sick connects um i'm open to that uh but um i mean there's like scarborough fair out here there's a few different things but Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. We we could possibly make it happen in the summer or something. Yeah. Wait, do okay. they are they open it? I feel like Renaissance Fair is only open in the fall. Yeah, it feels like a cold thing, um, but I don't know. We'll just look it up. But yeah, so I I, I guess we could get into our topic. <laughs> it's already been an hour and a half, <laughs> yeah. uh, but this this will be a short touch because we we covered a lot uh, last episode on this. We got kind of carried away on it, but I just. Had a couple other things I wanted to uh, continue with and just get a little bit deeper on it, but um, the uh, what are we talking about? Honesty, honesty. That's right. So, um, importance of honesty, power of honesty. Yeah. Uh, the uh, also like uh, it, it is a creative exercise. Um, you know, if if you are if you use it as a restriction then like i have to be honest and i have, this has to be something honest about myself even if you don't want even if you're not ready to kind of like step out into the to the uh to the light with all your laundry um coming up with clever ways to stitch metaphors that um kind of tell your your honesty for you um and help you uh step out and be vulnerable and everything like that is 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 very interesting and it brings so much depth to your story if you can uh write yourself into to a story with your flaws mm -hmm. uh it's a it's it's scary but those always end up being when i hear about characters like like i'll latch on to characters and then I, I normally find out that the right the one my favorite ones are the ones that the writer wrote most more of themselves into mm -hmm. you know more of that honest depth which yeah. touches on the the whole more gray things you know yeah i mean like i think that there's honesty i think it makes it makes writing so much easier to be honest like because coming up with 
with things is like the hardest part and so like if you yeah. don't have to come up with anything and you can just write like the plain truth then like, i don't know what he would do but what would i do in this moment right you know like how would i feel yeah and with honesty um when you i think that you don't to write something great you don't necessarily have to have that principle in mind i think that anything can come to someone right like like uh, uh like i can't control whether the words that fit perfectly on a line so the words that come to my head like to fit over like the sentence or the melody that i'm singing i can't control whether that happens to be honest or not sometimes and so yeah. it's like like a lot of the time like i'll cobble together like obsessed is like a project song like there are true things about the song obsessed and like things that i'm pulling in mostly about like like my personality <laughs> troublingly but like it's uh ultimately a project song and it's it it's a it's a song that like i just had lines for and i was just like trying to come up with clever phrases that could fit really well into those lines mm. in some capacity and so like i think that if you if you have like the time and energy and and luck then like that can happen but i think even in those cases if you think you're you're getting away with like uh like not having to be honest about something there's almost definitely still going to be if it's something good there's almost definitely going to be something subconsciously honest in it that yeah. is like like revealing something like i'll find that like like i i will find myself so often like for for every time that i sing a a melody and and i come up with a line that's totally unfitting to like my life and doesn't apply to me at all for every time that happens there's two times that i'll just be singing in the kitchen and i just catch myself singing like some deep thing that i had been like not admitting to myself yeah. and like and it's like you kind of catch yourself like whoa it's like whoa my brain has had that on the loudspeaker for a while and i've just yeah. been like totally tuning it out somehow until i was actually singing it without realizing yeah yeah so i think i think there's a like if you especially when you are trying to put chair time in and make chair time a regular part of your day and make writing a part of your day yeah, I think you're right. I think that I don't care how like how crafty you are, there is a level there's going to be a level of honesty in your yeah. writing. Like and it's that, also, that just comes with your inspiration. Like your also, mood is part of your inspiration. Yeah. And it's about your relationship with the craft where like if you don't have a relationship with the craft where you can be honest, then it's not going to be something you can do long term. Ooh, very it's true. It's like it's 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 a difficult thing like it's like yeah, like you can write a whole project song and like you can put that work in, but that is work as opposed to the feeling that you get penning like a deep truth about yourself and like putting it to words and like then being able to show it to someone and yeah. like have them understand it in a way that like they, they're sympathetic to it because you've like woven it into like a beautiful package. To, to, and it's like, that is like, there's something... Like it's an outlet. It becomes an outlet. Exactly. At that point. And, and, and the relationship that the artist has with music or whatever, whatever kind of writing when they're involved with it in that way, 
I think is a way more like long-term stable healthy thing that is going to produce fruit over the course of their lifetime and so it's like yeah, yeah honesty is super key in a, in a writer's journey and like and, and important for anyone to be able to harness and and access yeah and and, and like you said it is the key to long-term writing you know like like working that that honesty fader like if mm -hmm. if you're writing is an outlet then it's needed in your life and when you stay away from it it will feel like something's lacking like you're missing your outlet and you got to outlet um if it's always just fluff or escape um then you know like yeah it, it, it can start sounding like feeling like work yeah you know, I had a, I had a, a a side project that I that I felt that with, where it was uh, uh, I start started a side project with with um, uh, two musicians that I looked up to that I that I look up to uh, hugely uh, from the band Scarlet. We started a side project called Vile Ones, and and I remember being like being like I am going to like I'm going to do something totally different on this. Like I want to do like. I wanted, I'd never written anything like kind of politically charged. I'd never t d like written stuff that was uh, kind of um, more uh, like cultural commentary, um, out of metaphor, stuff like that. And, um, and, th and then also just like having fun with stuff. Like one of them, we, we had this song uh, that, that I wrote called Danzig 1805, uh, 1804. And it was about this, this ghost ship that that arrived in the harbor in 1804, and like it, like everybody, like the entire crew was slaughtered and and nailed to the masts and stuff like that, and it was just found floating out in the ocean, and it wasn't robbed at all, like it still had all its goods, and and like that was like one of the originating like vampire stories, or it, it not one of the originating ones, but the, but one that that definitely perpetuated like oh there's a vampire at sea type thing, um, and it just like it just it just they they discovered it you know and this thing like comes into shore and it's just like covered in blood and all this stuff. Um, no wait, that's the thing. There wasn't any blood. The blood was drained from the bodies. Wow. Yeah, and it was just and, and I, that was like, I want to I want to write a song about that. And then I wrote a song about like the uh the ice man like one of the most prolific serial killers in the world he's like a, a mob hitman and uh i did stuff like that and it was so fun it was so fun and i enjoyed doing it like so much we did a little five song ep but after that five song ep was was done like you know we started writing more songs and or they started they started sending me more songs and stuff like that and i was like yeah yeah okay we'll start writing but there wasn't the need to write. It was just like, okay, I'll come up with another idea, like another like cool topic or something like that. But it wasn't. It, there wasn't really myself in there. I, it was more like a writing exercise. Whereas like O oh, Sleeper, if I go like too long without writing O oh, Sleeper, like it, all it means is that I've got stuff that I'm not. I'm bottling it up and mm -hmm. not venting. And that's unhealthy. <laughs> like I need to be writing this stuff. Mm -hmm. And like even like Randy the Robot. Randy the Robot has a lot of me in it. And when I switch to it, even though it's it's completely different uh, than writing, you know, 
dramatic metal <laughs> mm-hmm. uh going to like a, a fun kids book but i like like that is a whole side of me that like i'm you know very i'm a very whimsical person like i love i like i feel like a kid always uh i i i love children's books i love cartoons still i love robots i love mars i love all this and uh and so when i get to sit down and work on that it feels like i'm venting it like like randy is like feels like young micah you know mm-hmm. um and whenever i visit him it's healthy for me so uh yeah all that to say i just like uh even like like your writing right now you 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 decided to take an honest turn in, in your in your work and oh my god the complexity and depth and and and, and, and honesty being something that you've said on here that it's something that you struggle with, you know, yeah. like, like filtering yourself always. Yeah. Like as you've harnessed vulnerability, it's brought out this richness in your craft that would not be there any other way. And it's also something that it's a richness and depth that is a fingerprint to you. No one can write what you're writing when you're writing you. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I shared last time the song lying that I started love lying um, that's yeah. great and it's like i i i didn't talk much about it because we were saving it for this theme but like yeah what that what that song is about is like i i think what we we're talking about with with our, someone's relationship with writing right like when you if you were to write only project projects and to never write something honest if you if you were to just sit down to just because you had a cool idea and you just want to make your cool idea and that's the only way that you write. I think it would eventually become something that was unenjoyable for you. Yeah. And I think that this is something that you can do with writing, but it's actually something you can do with any relationship or anything in your life or any area of life. Um, and it's what lying does. It's like, it's mm. being, being honest is like a, a portal to like everything that you want. Right. Like it's like being, being honest is just like, you're actually like, like you're present being, being clear about that. You're standing on your own two feet about like who you are and what you believe and what you want. And, and it's like, you're, you're living in the real world. You're not stitching one up. Yeah. By, by, by lying, it's like creating, it's like, I have this myth in my head that, um, like it will make things easier easier to hold my cards to my chest Mm -hmm. and the lying song i mean what it says in the song is um talking about lying in general it says my one-way mirror i can always see you through but all you'll ever see when you look back is at me is my reflection of you Mm. and it's like i feel like nothing gets out this way without being filtered through my interpretation of who is receiving that thing Yes, and, and the version of that information that I want that person to have in their head based on how I've ass- assessed their personality to be, right? And this yeah. is not something that I think is like healthy or good. This is like me picking into the subconscious processes that I can't really control, but I'm yeah. working toward conquering. Yeah, and, it's, it's um, that introspection. It's, it's just unbiased introspection. Like I'm looking in and this is what I'm seeing and it's got writing that and then getting it articulated to, to exactly to all the puzzle pieces in the right places. It is, it's therapeutic when you go back and read that, you know, yeah. for yourself. 
And then even more so when you when you get to share it and someone's like, oh, my God, you just yeah. read my mail. And you're like, whoa, really? Like, <laughs> this is me. <laughs> and I thought I was this is the part of me that I wasn't telling you. Um, yeah. Dude, the uh, uh, I like that is uh, me. I, what I struggle with is I'm a people pleaser. Mm hmm. Right. And and a host, you know, like I, I like anyone who's around me. I want them to have a great time, and I will I will hide whatever's going on with me and whatever my true feelings are. A lot of it is uh, is 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 honest, but not all of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will do whatever I can to just like make sure it's the best it can be. Oh my gosh! Hang on, you'll do whatever you can. <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to repeat yeah. that line. Yeah. yeah. Classic. It happens every time. Classic. Reapply volume. Volume fader. Volume fader up. <laughs> uh, what was the last thing I said? Um, Fuck. It was. We got it recorded. We can always go back. We can always go back. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, ba basically, what I was saying was that. Um, I always want, I always want, uh, I always want to be, I always want whoever's with me to just have the best time, you know? And I want the, if, if I start feeling like if the time is not good, it's gotta be me. It's gotta be my fault. And, <laughs> I can't uh, relate to that. yeah, and I've got to be doing something wrong. And, um, and so it just ends up being this very filtered step back, not present um you know mm. uh life and the more i spend in that filtered space the more disconnected i feel from everything and the more my headspace kind of runs away uh, into tangents and mm. uh these these a million different boiling pots on back burners that are just getting into like bad spots and uh and and I that's probably that's probably why I love writing so much is because whenever I get into like the quiet of the night, uh, when everyone's asleep and and my phone's not gonna ring and and all my responsibilities are done, I can just sit in front of a screen and sort through all the bullshit, and and kind of like air my my true self. But um, the that 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 is the writer's block that I hit with the Titan novel that, mm -hmm. that i'm writing i wrote the titan ep in a new uh setting 
where I it, it started a new concept and it was set in the future. So mm. it was like instead of like a fantasy thing, it was is a sci-fi thing. Um, and uh, I it was a five song EP that in five songs I was able to stitch this metaphor over my true feelings. But trying to take five songs and expand it to uh, like thousands and thousands and thousands of words and like, uh, you know, uh, like hundreds of pages. And I got 60 pages in on it and I was just like, it, it turned into a job. I was like writing these people I didn't have any connection to. And um, and I'm, I'm like, okay, before we can get to the part in the story that is me and was the event of me that I was talking about, I've got to get through, I don't know, 20 chapters. Like, what the hell is going to happen in all that? Well, then, uh, so I hit this massive writer's block. Well, then years later, we ended up putting out Bloodied and Bowed. And uh, in order to write Bloodied and Bowed, I took the same concept and threw it uh, 30 years in the future because there's a big gap from when we released Titan EP. And uh, talked about, like, and, and then basically took the entire story of all the time that had lapsed between releasing Titan EP and, and bloody and bowed and everything that I went through in my life and all of the changes and all like the, 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 the ups and downs and the, and, and life experience. And I, and I like verbatim, like every song in that is exactly chronological to how it happened. And so that is like, is all me stitched into that. Mm -hmm. And and so now I'm thinking about like so then I hopped to I was like, you know what? I really want to I really want to still expand one of these, but I really just want to stay in this blade and bowed space. So that's when I started the comic book series because I was like, oh man, I could I can definitely riff off all this stuff. You know, mm -hmm. like first song is a book, a comic book. Okay. Every if every song is a comic book and it's a 10 book series you know, like I've got characters that I am this one character and another character is Shane and the other character is like God in my head, like my, my God voice that, that, you know, that I hear and, and another character is like this, that, and the other. And, and so I'm like, I could write all these characters right now. And then I'm getting all this, this inspiration. But what that is, is there was just this high level of honesty, uh, stitched to my metaphors. Mm -hmm. in that album um and uh now that's what i'm returning to and that's what's that's what's really inspired me on on the new sleeper album is that i just decided to write exactly how i feel even though it's like the furthest from like exciting this that and the other you know it's like like I, i'm 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 writing the 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 atrophy feeling i'm writing the uh the lost feeling which i'm not used to writing because i'm used to writing the the triumphant charging feeling you know mm -hmm. but i'm just embracing where i'm at and boom inspiration and boom like i can't wait to sit down and boom like every every song i finish i'm like oh my god i needed that and I'll just mm -hmm. like go back and read it over a couple of times i'm like god i can't wait to track that like yeah and i'm already thinking about like like uh you know how i'm gonna like 
how into it I'm going to get when I'm tracking it and how like desperate I'm going to sound in certain spots. And like, cause I, they, I get, there's a feeling that I feel that I want to express mm-hmm. and that's all honesty. Yeah. That's awesome. I saw Shane post something like four hours, four hours sleeper songs are like at like the 95% finish mark or something. And I was just like, Nice dude, Mike is cranking out those, those last pieces for him. It's rolling, dude. dude it's rolling. It's I. I'm so excited to hear. Yeah, yeah man, I'm I'm so stoked too. Uh, I'll give you a little 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 teaser once we get a, a demo tracked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I thought uh cool little segment would be to do a um a lyrical deep dive on vices like vipers one of my first uh practices in really brutal honesty um and that that you know especially early on in in o sleeper that was like that it that was and still is my my main goal is to be totally honest about wherever I am, whenever I am, and uh, and to be as vulnerable as possible. And vices was something that I struggled with, uh, especially towards the end, like like things that I was going to put in, like how honest am I going to go with this? How vulnerable am I going to get? How out of metaphor am I going to get? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the band that um, my dudes just kind of rallied around me, like, no, you have to put this. Uh, that's the line. That's got to be the line. I'm like, all right. Uh, I guess I'm just going to tell the world this now. <laughs> but it's ended up being the, you know, like, like uh, it, it, it's, it's ended up being the most talked about song that, I, that, that I've ever written. And I've seen the most impact with people from yeah. it. Yeah, it's kind of really like iconic. Ha- how you're feeling with like obsessed, you know, and like whenever you or, or lying, whenever you we, we play that for people and you're like, yes. Yeah. And exactly. people are like, Oh my yeah. God, can I talk to you about that? And you're like, Whoa, I did not think this was going to be a, a an invitation. Started, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you want to read it in segments? And then, yeah, sure. We'll do a little back and forth. So it's not just me talking sure. the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for this dude. I I'm realizing that I've never really like known what a lot of these is. I'm like, I know, I know literally like I can scream like the song beginning to end, but a lot of it's just like the gibberish sound of what the scream is still. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going to get deep on it. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm just like, I was just blowing my mind. I was like, Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> This is a dude. Yes. All right. So this is the lyrical deep dive on vices like vipers. A, a practice in honesty, so to speak. Take it away. Oh right. Yeah, it's not gonna play. <laughs> I was like waiting for the song to play. Um, your scarlet soaked and bold, and the sheep's eyes locked to mine sinks to my bones. Though your lips still drip intentions, they keep me wanting more. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll stop there. Okay, so basically <laughs> this entire song 
is personifying my lust and um, how I feel um, felt and still uh, whenever I'm like really hit with temptation, like personifying temptation and uh, when I'm being really honest with myself and in those moments, how it feels to fight that. Uh, and so it kind of slips in between, it slips in between a few different voices. It sleep, slips in between uh, the voice of my temptation, of my lust, like that that voice in my head of, of like my desire. Um, and uh, and then it, it slips to like honest moments of me speaking and narrating. And it also, it also slips to, uh, um, to, uh, voice of, of, well, let me see. And this one doesn't go to, let's see. No. Yeah. It, it, it basically plays between those two. Um, so, uh, your scarlet soaked. So th this, this whole, this whole section, I was, I remember I, I, I looked up, I was doing a lot of practices in visual writing. So whatever I was trying to write in metaphor, I would look up the most visceral pictures of that and and then just like stare at it and soak it mm -hmm. in and then and write. And what I felt like was um, we had just gotten off off the ground and, and we're going as a band. We had released the the Armor March EP and we'd done already done our first world tour or our first uh, US tour um, was getting a lot of the uh getting a good feeling for like being like the new front man, you know, and like on tour and stuff. I like was 22, one, 22. Um, and like the, uh, I felt like a wolf in sheep's clothing and, uh, it like in, in the pack, like, like, or, or like, like, like a wolf who had invaded the flock basically. Like I felt like I was there, I felt like God wanted me to be there and he was be he was he was allowing me to be around the people that he wanted to reach like the people who needed help but he hired a wolf to do this and um and so I remember I looked up a picture of of, of I looked up like a few different pictures that I would just stare at these gnarly pictures of wolves just like like devouring lambs like it, it, like 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 lambs or, or other animals and their whole face is just covered in blood and there's there's like skin like hanging out of their mouth and everything and they're still just like they just want more and more and more mm -hmm. um so your scarlet soaked in bold and the sheep's eyes locked to mine sinks to my bones so it's like i've already eaten like i like at this point i i am kind of a piece of shit when i'm home but i've got a uh, I'm dating a lot when I'm home and, and, uh, was really trying to find myself like who I, who I wanted to be. But I knew that with the band, I, I made an oath that I was, I was not dating, um, fans. I would not be, date a fan of the band. Like if I met them through the band, like through them being a fan, they were off limits. So, um, but when I got home, I just vented all of that, like, uh, like pent up, um, you know, whatever, uh, to, you know, girls I'd meet at, at, at bars and, and like, and like, you know, meet online and, 
and multiple long distance relationships at one time and everything. So basically this was like, I'm going out on tour. I'm scarlet soaked and bold. So I'm covered in blood from what I just did at home. And I go out on tour and the sheep's eyes locked to mine sinks to my bones. So like I'm in, I, I'm, I find myself in tour on tour at the show and I'm around the sheep and, and it's just, and it's like, though, uh, though, though your lips still drip in tensions, they keep me wanting more. Like, like I'm still, this is a, this is a conversation between my lust and me. And, uh, like, like I'm still, my mouth is still dripping from what I just fed on, but I still want more. Um, and that's kind of, that kind of sets the scene of like the, the opening of the song. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, it's rising against all the walls we built for falling. All the walls we built just stand in vain to draw you near. It's the wool to hide the wolves. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that is basically the, um, yeah, we're a Christian band. This is a safe space. There's walls around this city and knowing like that is true. That that's my, that's my goal. Like that's what I want, but it doesn't mean that's what's going on in my head right now. Like, like there's, there's a battle going on and it's like, it's rising against all the walls we built for falling. Like I know that like, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of answering a call that I want to be this person. I want to be a leader. I want to be, uh, you know, light in the dark areas. I want to meet the people who need help, but I don't believe I'm the person yet. I, I, I haven't proved it to myself because I, I'm pretty much a piece of shit when I'm at home. Like, but God's choosing me to do this. He's given me this platform. He's given me this, 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 uh, um, this access to, uh, to people in need, to people, desperate people, to vulnerable people. Um, and, uh, so it's rising against all the walls we build for falling. That's my, my lust, my desire, my, my temptation. It's rising against all of these walls that, that I knew were, 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 were fucking paper thin. Uh, all the walls we built just to stand in vain, to draw you near, like, like this is the, Hey, we're here. We're the, we're the strong leaders, you know, like, like, like we're, we're going to, we're going to speak out, like, come talk to us, bring your problems to us. Like, let's, let's get through them together. And that's me being who I want to be, but inside I know who I am. Uh, and so, uh, although always we built just to stand in vain to draw you near, it's the wool to hide the wolves. So this band is my sheep's clothing that I'm wearing as a wolf. Dude, I'm obsessed with like the way that you weave in the imagery, like, like so, like subtly and beneath the surface. Like, it's just like, it's like this conversation, right? Like, you don't explain who it's between, obviously, but like through right. the song, you start to understand as it's talking about like vices, like vipers speaking whispers. Um, but it's like, it's it, it's like perfectly in tone to this like dark macabre and you just have to feel it out yourself it feels like a bloodborne or like souls <laughs> game that's just like 
the the item descriptions like yeah, as exactly. as vague as possible exactly but they're like so poetically like perfect to capture like the imagery and the scenes to 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 light the the exact part of the spark of the fire that you want where it doesn't over explain it and it doesn't like try to hold your hand too much it's just like it's just those like it's like seeing someone draw like a really beautiful image just by using like a few like suggestive like lines and then yeah. it's like, well, how's that like an HD face but there's just like three lines yeah like that's almost what you're doing here to me it's like it's like you're you're taking like your scarlet soaked in bold like that like the that those words themselves that could mean like so many things right that could be like a king returning from like from like his like being coronated in like his red cape but could it's be like, valiant could be nefarious yeah, you know yeah, yeah but it's like it, it's like you, you don't you don't give like any of the actual details but it's like with the song and and then like the way you say like with, and the sheep's eyes locked to mine sinks to mine it's just like you you know what it's like to, it's like the tone is like suggested and then like evoked and awesome. it's like it's really cool yeah. the 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 thing that like i always i like I, I i prefer to write and this is me this is this is how i'm able to be how uh, how i've found is comfortable for me to be vulnerable as raw and vulnerable as possible is under about three layers of metaphor <laughs> and i those are the kind of games i like those are the kinds of movies i like like those are uh the like even whenever I, and it, it's been it's actually really been really cool like I've kind of just got like got a new fire lit under me for Bible study because I've been studying the, the Hebrew and realizing how much more there is mm. these Easter eggs that if you dig like, yeah, you start, you, you, you stay here at the surface level. Yeah. You're going to get, you're going to get a good message and you probably change your life off that. That's, that's great. You know, you go a little bit deeper. You're going to be like, Oh shit. Oh, and you go a little deeper. You're like, Whoa, a little deeper. And you're like, Oh my God. You know, like that's, that's what I like. I I, I I I I I think about writing as writing Easter eggs and kind of writing for the one percent, the 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 five percent of our of our listeners who will dig deep to have that moment of like, if you do get it, or if you do get to talk to me at a show or something, we get to have that moment of discovering of of, of discovering it together, um, but also not painting enough tone onto it to where you are faced with that moment of like, well, what does it mean to me? I can't quite figure out exactly what it means to him, but I'm definitely feeling something. What does it mean to me? You know, and that's, I've said this before, but anytime I, I, I talk to, to a fan of a show about, um, about a song, they want to know what, what it's about. And the first thing I always ask is like, well, tell me what it means to you first. Because mm -hmm. that is me getting a new perspective on it. Uh, and, and so many times someone else's, uh, description has like impacted me in a way where like, Oh my God, I needed to hear that. Right. Like, that's, that's great. And as an artist, like, I don't know. It's like, we like anyone can, can have any image that, that they want in their head of like someone who they know, like for, for you, for meeting you, for instance, you were someone who I had, you know, seen videos of, I'd watched interviews of you, like you were larger than life and very much like I could have made you out to be something like other than human. And, um, ultimately you are a human being and <laughs> I, I came to find and any human has 
doubts and like has like has experiences of like not and i guess what i'm getting at is as a writer and as someone who makes art when i put something out into the world i'm under no impression that my the intentionality and what i wrote into that thing is the most important lasting artifact of the product yeah the only lasting artifact of like a book is just fake it's not even real the only thing that's real to me is what it did to your brain Mm, and so it's like i agree 100 percent. so like it's a conversation starter yeah and it's like if i can if i can just find out what you what you actually thought then i'll actually know what i wrote (laughs) and that's my only way of really finding that out because whatever like whatever barriers of communication there are between two people i can't chart those stars Mm -hmm. Um, i don't know what it's going to come out the other end but i but like it it feels like to me if someone asks me what my what the meaning of is in something and i'm i'd be likely to give a similar answer and it's like it's like i don't want to contaminate the truth with my little petty lies (laughs) of what i think this story is about like no i want to know what it did when it went out to the world like how did it land right i'm i'm writing a feeling and that feeling is much more universal than the situation that the feeling came from Mm. you know yeah and i like the you know uh, uh, an interesting uh tie to this is um abstract art and uh i I got really into abstract art for a while because Mm. uh i i used to make fun of it and um and then finally i met an abstract artist (laughs) that i really respected and i had I, i had i had access to her and i could talk to her about it and um and she painted feelings and when i started thinking about it that way and i was looking at it i was like oh my god i get it and then uh and then something that's been infuriating to me when i go to modern art museums and stuff like that is an unti- untitled painting fucking hate it i'm just like <laughs> god i love this what oh man i love this painting what's it called untitled 3 and I'm like, oh, nothing worse. Then I understood they were, they were, they were, they were painting feelings and emotions and uh, abstract uh, expressions of a thought that they had. And then like it kind of clicked to me and I, that's kind of what I do. Like I would rather it be un- untitled. Mm. What is this? What's this song about? I'd rather not tell you until you chew on it and figure out what it means to you. And then if we get a special moment where we're away from the noise and it's just you and me and we could talk about it, I want to hear what that is before I impress my situation that inspired it on top of it. And then it feels like something living, you know, and the more people I get to talk to about it without them getting clouded by my, uh, the feelings there. That's the most important part. But the more people I get to talk to without being clouded by my specific experience, the more life it feels like I get to experience through this song and the more that it impacts me and the more that it impacts them. And then like, it's just like, I like it all just clicked and I was like, Oh my God. Okay. I like untitled works now. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> and I realized I kind of write them. So yeah. Yeah. 
All right. We're going to jump back in here. Yep, yep. Okay. <clears throat> and under these toes from where we last spoke, your words laid so firm, but I did not shed that skin like you said. When the mason neglects the mortar, looks become deceiving, and when the bricks start to fall, I'll be the one crawling down this road so dark. Yeah, so that is when we started the band, uh, I knew, like, I, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and, like, I just wanted, I wanted so bad to be a part of this, and I wanted, I wanted so bad to, to be what, um, I had been, I had really wanted to be in a, in a band that, that I felt like was glorifying to God, and I, when I started writing, like, I, I really found an outlet in that, and I was, and I found, it brought me a lot closer uh, to him and to understanding the inner workings of my own heart. And uh, I remember like when we were getting this thing going, I was like, I was like, how do I, how do I, how do I be the most, how do I reach the f most full potential in this? Like, what do I need to get rid of? Like shine a light on the things in my life that I need to get rid of so that I clear the way for inspiration and, and your word. And like, and like, like I want your voice to be the loudest in my head. Show me the other voices that I need to get rid of. And he did. And like a bunch of stuff came up to the surface and I got rid of 90% of it. But I, I wanted that affirmation from, from, uh, from women. Like I wanted to, I, like, I loved, like, like I loved the chase. I loved the, uh, the, you know, the, the mystery. I loved the romance of it all and everything like that. And, and, but it, that's all it was, was the chase. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but when that's all you're into, you're not actually into the person you're into the conquering of that person and the, the high that that gives you. And as soon as you have conquered, you're done and you move on, you turn into a wrecking ball. Mm -hmm. And he revealed that in me and was like, okay, here's 10 things we need to get rid of. And I got rid of nine. And then it's like, and under these toes from where we last spoke, this same spot, uh, your words laid so firm, but I did not shed that skin like you said. I did not... That was the last uh, self that I was being. You know, that was the last version of me. That that was the last um, mask that I put on and and parade around as uh, that sheep's that that the the wolf. You know, I needed to shed the wolf, uh, and then I saw that as as it is as key missing that one last piece. Like was as key as a mason neglecting the mortar. Uh, it looks tall. It looks like this, this, this brick stone, you know, tower, but there's nothing holding it together. Like there's like, like if you don't get rid of it all, you haven't got rid of anything basically. Like, like all it ended up doing was making the one thing I held onto the vice that I ended up holding onto. It ended up turning it from like a little like grass snake to a fucking dragon in my life. And that's all that I, that I was, I become obsessed with it. Um, and, 
And when the bricks start to fall, I'll be the one crawling down this road so dark. Like, I'm the only one I have to blame for this. I knew exactly what I needed to address. And now that, because I wasn't ready to let go of it, now that's the one thing that I am, I battle with more than I ever have. Do you, what, can you shed some light on the first line under, under these toes from where we last spoke? Did you, is this a phrase that you invented in this song? Yeah. Or is this a, con yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I saw it as like a desperate, to me, the out of metaphor, it was a desperate place of prayer, like where like I, um, I had like, I was just on a, I was, I was on a tear and, and like I, I was at, at like, uh, I was flirting with the line so bad of like breaking my one rule and everything and uh i like my like my even like uh and I, I was here i was hearing about like how it was hurting people and um and i felt so bad about it and i was i was i and i went back to that like kind of like desperate place of prayer and i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry just take it away from me and it's like under these under these toes from where we last spoke uh like this exact same spot. I'm at the exact same spot as we were. Um, I've already been here before. That's what it's supposed to say. Like, like the main mm -hmm. point of that is that we've had this conversation multiple times and it's always the same thing. And I always end up and it's always the same toes. It's always the same position. It's always the same, like mm. um, it's always the same vulnerability. Like I, I finally wear my armor down to where I'm naked and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What do I need to do? Just tell me what I need to do. He tells me, and then I don't do it. Got it. So the toes is a dance. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a it's a familiar dance. It's a it's a spot. It like it, it could be seen as a dance. It could be seen as like, um, I I felt like, you know, like when you're bare and you're standing somewhere vulnerable, like you can kind of like feel the ground under your feet. Mm. It's this familiar spot. Yeah of vulnerability where you're finally being true about what you need to face and eight and you and you and you're told what it is and then you don't do it and then it just then that monster just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger all right i'm gonna keep going into the yeah, next yeah. part vices like vipers that speak in whispers my heels the meat to sink your teeth like a viper i kept when you said let go this is what it took for me to see for me to see when i am yeah. god this church is unsound yeah yeah so that's 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 kind of clarifying the message right there like uh these things that i'm being told to, to shed are my vices and they're like uh and not shedding them is just like not addressing a viper in the grass that you know is there. Um, and they speak in whispers. That's, that's, um, uh, shining light on the, the, the two voices in the song. Like, like there's my voice and there's my temptations voice. Uh, they speak in whispers. They just, they're always, they're always swirling around. There's always two conversations going on, both completely compelling and both feel totally honest 
like one is like this carnal side of me that I can't deny like I want it and then the other is who I know I want to be more but why can't I shut the other one out if I know I want to be this more and I know it's better for me but God in the moment this is all that I hear and it's just like this constant whispering and my heels the sink the the meat to sink your teeth like I'm still standing in this grass with this viper that I've, I've been told about that I should get out of this grass or I should get rid of that viper, but I'm deciding not to. And then it is going to bite. It always bites. It's going to bite me. It's always bites me. Uh, uh, my heels, the meat, meat to seek your teeth, like, like a viper. I kept when you said, let go. Like that was the mm-hmm. one thing you laid out what I needed to get rid of. I got rid of nine of it. I left one. And that was the viper that you were like, you got to get rid of this. It's going to bite you again. And I was like, eh, I got rid of nine. It's good. This will be fine. Like once I get pumped up, you know, there's no way I'm going to fall for that. <laughs> uh, and then this is what it took for me to see, for me to see. Uh, it took me failing. It took me falling. It took me falling flat on my face. It took me feeling being a wrecking ball this is a constant theme of mine like i know what's what what i'm supposed to do i know what someone tells me to do what i know is right and i've i like i get down i get down the alley by hitting every bumper on the way down you know like i don't just bowl strikes like it's like boom 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 just like hitting the guardrails like constantly finding how far i can go like how much i can bend the rules um and how how little I really need to give up because I don't want to give anything up. Um, and uh, But this is what it took for me to see that when I am God, this church is unsound and this church, the, the church referring to me as my body's a temple. Um, when I am God, when I am master, when I am, when I decide what's best for me, I fail. And, uh, when I don't listen to him, when I, when I play God, when I play the role that I know that the voice of God should be playing in my life, when I overpower, when I override that, this church is unsound. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a, it, it fails. That, that lyric is, um, you know this, but the right guys will be, get a kick out of knowing that lyric is my Facebook URL, the facebook.com slash when I am God. Yes. Ben Orthy <laughs> coined like whatever, a couple of years after this, after this song <laughs> dropped. I think uh, a funny story uh, on that. Uh, the, uh, we had a, um, he's from Thailand. Um, just he's just great great guy great fan um but um it was well fan then turned into friend and now like uh we just absolutely love him i haven't seen him in a long time but uh he came he, he came whenever whenever like we met him and everything uh he like added us on socials and like through broken english it's uh like his thing is oh sleeper is my god <laughs> <laughs> Because like, I love vices like vices. It's like close, but that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. 
<laughs> sleepers, my God. Marcus, if you hear this, I, I love you, dude. You're great. <laughs> I miss you. All right, moving forward. Uh, slithering in the shade of a sinking church. Surprise is no excuse for the traps that you left in the wake of warning. So this is your warning. You fall to learn. And to the okay, girl. Stop there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's that is that's painting the same message in another, in just kind of like a, a more clear focus. Like when I am God, this church is unsound. Me, I am the 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 church. My body, the, the the temple that I'm I'm referring to. Like I'm supposed to be this holy thing, and I'm trying to be this holy thing. But when I when I play control of it, when He shows me what I need to get rid of, like the weeds I need to tend in my garden and all this stuff like that. And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do that. Slithering in the, in the shade of a sinking church. I'm a failing person. I'm a failing leader. I'm a failing, um, beacon. Uh, I'm a false, uh, you know, uh, hero. And, uh, I am the sinking church slithering in the shade of a sinking church. Surprise is no excuse. Like every time it hits me, I'm like, oh, what I do? Like, I, I thought I was past this. Like, what should I do? Like, I, I play this surprised victim that is total bullshit. It's no excuse for the traps that you left in the wake of war. That 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 you left in the wake of warning. That's like the Such voice voice line. of my conscience that, like, he told me about all this, and I just left it in my wake. Didn't do anything about it. Um. So this is your warning, and this is like this is like uh, the voice of God, like uh, so. There's three voices, yeah. the The voice of God, like chiming in, which I, I commonly in our in our songs, I have a a, a voice of God element. Um, you're const- you're writing from God's perspective uh, pretty frequently. <laughs> yeah, uh, just that I'm just a, it, I, that that voice is always going into my head. Um, I'm just a mouthpiece. I just uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not like that. No, like just like. I guess it's the voice of conviction. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, you, you are you are a mouthpiece of a generation. I think. Thanks, or, man. You are you are the mouthpiece to my generation. <laughs> to you, to you and uh, Ezra at the bus, at least. Uh, but uh, uh, so this is your warning: you fall to learn. Like, like, hey, you're on your face right now, because that's where you need to be. Cause that, I, I feel like that's the only way you're going to, you're going to learn like smashing into the, the bumpers all the, on the way down to the lane. Like that's the guardrails. Like you're on your face right now. Cause that's what you chose. And that's, and this is how you're deciding to learn. Um, so yeah, here you go. Soak this in, soak the pain in. Like, I don't want you to have it. Try to steer you away from it. But, um, so this is your new warning. You're just going to fall to learn. Hmm. I, I love this part, this verse. Like, I think that surprises no excuse for the traps that you left in the wake of warning is like such a, a beautifully delivered line and concept. Like it's one of those, like it's, it's sort of what I'm going for with most of my lines now where I feel like it is like, it captures, it captures something in like the simplest like way that it could say it, but it happens to be really like beautiful and eloquent and mm. original. Mm. So it's like Thank it's you. like you weren't like stretching it. You don't like stretch it with like th- with like flowery words that like wouldn't that like wouldn't necessarily be the ones that you would be like first. Like it's just like it's it's almost conversational. Like surprises, no excuse for the traps that you left in the wake of warning. Like it's but it's like but it's very poetic too. It's like, it like A to B, like yeah. shortest distance. But yeah, 
it's really elegant. Thank you. Thank you, man. I love that line too. I remember that after writing that one, you know, you, you always have those lines that once you write them, you're like, oh. <laughs> that was one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And to the girls, you're worth more than the cheap words. You see your body as beauty. Your pulse is worth more. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's. Okay, yeah. So so that is like an an even further, like, you know, whenever you're at the, the, the optometrist and uh, they, they put that thing over and they're like, okay, tell me when it's getting clearer. Click, <laughs> clearer. And you're like, yeah. And they click it and you're like, ooh, that's clearer. And then, oh, that's clearer. Like pretty much the, the song is unpacking that way where it's like, uh, okay, here's something vague. Now let's get a little more specific. Now let's reiterate that in another way to like make it even more clear. Now this is like, and I'll do this too. Like uh, sometimes I do it as like, a one song that is just like completely out of metaphor or like it just like the big like clue or something like that or like it like the the vulnerability piercing through all the veils but um this was like uh this is like if there's any if there's any uh question about what i'm talking about here like i need to come <laughs> clean like and i remember thinking like if i wrote this into the song and if I had to sing this every night at the show, I would remember this lesson. And so like writing this into the song was, was also like a practice in trying to like commit to what I knew I needed to do. I needed to stay focused. And if I, and in doing so, it basically says like, this is me taking the, the, the sheepskin off and, and showing like, hey, I'm a wolf. Stay away, for you and me. Like, like I, I don't. If I can just c come clear in this moment of honesty, this this moment of truth, um, and just get this out as loud as I can possibly say it, then maybe I won't have to battle it so much. You know, maybe that'll be just something that people know about me. Maybe that'll skirt some of the, uh, some of the the situations that 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 come across. Yeah. You know. Uh, so that was a, and to the girls, you're worth more than the cheap words. And then, and you know, the reality of that is than my cheap words, you see your body as beauty, but your pulse is worth more, um, that, uh, I'm, I'm looking to conquer here and I'm just after bodies. I'm trying to raise a body count here. And, uh, your heart is so much more valuable than your body and don't give it to me, you know? All right, and then we've got, hear me, it's not what it seems, the feeding taste of honesty. This is the warning, you're just a hit to coax my urgency, my urgencies. Yeah, uh, so that is the further click into clarity. Like, uh, like, listen, hear me, whatever I'm saying, whatever this situation is, and this was also like I was talking, like I remember writing this, in a way like what I knew I should tell the, you know, the people that the, the, the other dating relationships I had going on and everything. Uh, I was like, uh, it's, this is not what it seems like I'm, I'm a people pleaser. Like we talked about, 
I, I know what you want to hear and I know how to get what I want out of this. Like I've already got the scent of blood on my nose, you know, like I, I'm, I, I will get it, you know, it, but, but it's not what it seems like run, you know, like before it's too late, uh, the feeding taste of honesty, like even at, even at, at shows, like, you know, like t- talking about like when my temptation hits me, um, and, and being like, you know, there's, there's a beautiful girl, uh, opening up and like, I'm and like to this song that I wrote and it's like, you're the first person who's ever, uh, voiced like how, like I, my, my heart truly feels. And like, I know that like God brought you to me so that I could hear, like, will you tell me about this song? Like, can we go outside and talk about this where it's not so loud, you know? And, and like, you know, like the admiration, like they're looking, like she's looking up to me and, she's also vulnerable and like, and then like, you know, the net, then like after the show, I, I see like, uh, you know, a friend request from her, you know, and like, and then like a, a like a direct message. And now it's like something very private. And it's like, uh, I just want to say like, it meant the world to me, like talking to you, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like all of those, like, it's amazing. And she's just being vulnerable and, and open and everything. But I also know that, I can manipulate the situation if I let that wolf steer, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's best that you just know that that wolf is here, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause I don't think you're seeing him. Uh, and, uh, though the feeding taste of honesty, like this, this, like me pouring into you taste of honesty and a side of it is honest. You need to know there's another side though. And it is not, uh, and, um, this is the warning. You're just a hit to coax my urgency. I'm not even, if, if I acted on this, I wouldn't even be, I'm not even, I'm not even interested in you. I'm just interested in this kill, the next kill. Yeah. That's, uh, so when you talk about just the line coax my urgency, I'm interested in, in, in what what that means to you the most stripped down version would be like 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 i'm just trying to get off sure like 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 i want to i want to hook up like i'm i'm like i'm like i like this is a great connection we're having i'm also sexually frustrated and like and like you know like you're hot i can tell you're into me uh like this would be so exciting and you know like but I know that if we did anything, like you would see it as so much more and it would also ruin everything that this song has been to you and everything mm-hmm. that you feel like God is telling you about bringing me into your life or something like that. It would ruin this entire message. It would ruin like, and I couldn't like pray about like, 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 like and thinking about like my prayer time after this, like being like, yeah, so sorry about last night, but tonight, please, if there's anyone who needs to hear this, bring him to the show. You know, like, uh, it's just like, like, let me be as raw as possible. You are just a hit to coax my urgency. Like, I feel like a, I feel like a drug addict, like a sex addict, you know, like, like I, I want it bad, but yeah, I'm really uh, interested in the, in the wording of coax my urgency in particular. What, the, mm-hmm. what those were because like it's it's again another wording that i haven't heard that just like feels it sounds really cool and it feels really right 
and like i get what it means but i'm really curious like where your mind how you like where you get there with these words so with that one um i wanted it to i didn't want it to be satisfied mm. yeah yeah that's that's a good way of putting it um and like i my urgency is there it's it's the wolf like it's a person it's a it's a thing in me and it's not going to satisfy it i know that but so like i i wanted it i really wanted to tweak the dial on how point how worthless i'd see this or, or like it doesn't like, it doesn't like, even I satisfy your urgency it. it just coaxes your it just like, yeah it just coaxes me for maybe the night i don't know if we're going out after this we may be like maybe and then maybe it comes back but right now it's all i can think about and just you need to know that you're just a little hit your little bump like that's that's how this other side of me is is like screaming in my head while this other side of me is is like this is amazing and this is why i'm here and god's bringing people to like to talk about these things and if i can just keep shutting this voice out then maybe like some really powerful things can happen here and maybe i can prove to myself that i'm not that is n not me that is just something that i that mm -hmm. that uh it's just one of my demons i gotta fight so it's kind of like this whole time of, of thinking like, am I the wolf or am I the, the, um, the protagonist here? You know, like sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I don't believe when I, sometimes I look at the protagonist ideas and, and the, uh, and wants and desires and I laugh at them and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, you're the, you're the, you're a fucking wrecking ball. You're a monster. And then sometimes I'm on a, I'm on a, on a, I'm on a good streak and I'm like looking at the wolf. I'm like, yeah, see, that's, 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 that's the old me. That's a, that's, that's in the past, baby. You know, like we did it, you know, we put a leash on that boy. Uh, but in this, uh, in this, in this song, you know, this is, this is the beginning of our career. Um, it was very much a, a duality. All right. Uh, so then it goes on to, why do we keep what holds us? Why do I keep what holds me down? Lose the weight of defeat. It's time to stand your ground. Yep, that's the that's the call out to like, hey, you know, that's just that's just venting the, the call out to the crowd. You know, um, anybody who's anybody who's listening, anybody who's like relating to this, what the hell are we doing? Why do we do this? Why do why do I keep what holds me down? Like he told me to get rid of this. I won't let go of it. It keeps biting me. I keep ending up like wrecked because of it. I'm wrecking other people because of it. I bring it back to him. He tells me to let it go. I keep holding it. Uh, and and like lose the weight of defeat. Every time I felt like I could let go of it, I was reminded of how many times I failed. And that ended up feeling like a weight around my ankle that I wasn't good. That, like I could never do enough good. I could never have a good streak long enough to like make me forget about that. And as long as I always thought about those low spots, then it always felt like it was, it was just as close as like a chain on my ankle, like something that could always come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even, even 
checking off a week on the calendar that was like a clear week, that's still a fixation. Yeah, exactly. So like, then, it, then it just becomes pride. Mm, yeah, very true. Basically, and it's just a trap. It's just the same thing. So, and, yeah. and it makes it makes that it makes that wolf that that vice like the focus of your day. You know, mm-hmm. like whether it's fighting it or feeding it. You know, like yeah. it's still like occupying your entire time, which makes you start to think like maybe that is me. Mm-hmm. And then um, we've got sort of the outro after the, the chorus, which is repeated. Yeah. It's time to stand your ground, vice like vipers. Yeah, we repeat that, you know, double down on it. Um, Since and- all the alibis of ignorance are void, this my lust, the pornos and the sluts, take my lust, this world's love, great counselor, take what's left. Great counselor, take what's left of me. Yeah, this is the surrender moment. Yeah, it's since, all been build, building I love, up to. Since all the alibis of, of ignorance are void. Since you I'm see gonna, right through all my bullshit. I'm just going <laughs> to be as clear as possible. We're just going <laughs> to click in one more time here. Yeah. And here, like, oh, that's my prescription. In you know, case like, anybody like, needed a genius lyrics interpretation of the first part of this song. Yeah. <laughs> it really is like a zoomed out, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. At the very end, it's like, okay, uh, been here a million times. I'm not even going to say I'm sorry or that I didn't know. I do know, and I'm ready to address this head on. This, my lust, the pornos and the sluts, like like, like pornography had been, uh, it has been a massive uh, struggle in my life um, for, you know, ever since I was, a, uh, you know, hit puberty and uh, uh, take my lust, this world's love. Like, it just seems to be like what, like sex and lust and, um, and hooking up and, um, you know, like, like I want to, I want to be clear that when I say like the pornos and the sluts, like this world's love, like I felt like I felt that not just talking about like girls there. Like I'm talking about like what I feel like as a lead singer, what the expectation of you is, you know, as a front man in a, in a metal band or something like that, you're like a road warrior, all this, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you still show up to the shows and like, there's, a lot of most of the shows we play, especially whenever we're like opening shows or whatever like that, most of the people there have no idea who I am. I am. I'm just the guy that the front man of that band that uh, and then it's like, oh, well, it's, you know, like and then there's the goal to like hook up with a band guy that that's that that is if you're attractive. That's if you're ugly. That doesn't matter. Like that's just going to be there. Um, but like it's this narrative that like the the you know, the sluts like that, like it's this world's love, like it celebrates it, you know, like all your guys celebrate it. Like in your, like you being a slut, like your, your, your dudes are going to cheer you on for it. If you hook up with a girl, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, if you, if you can hook up with two in one night, damn dude, like you must be a real badass. Like, uh, and then like the, you know, if, if a girl can go to the show and hook up with one of the dudes in the band, it's like, that's a bragging thing, you know, like, uh, for both of them like this is the this is this world's love and this is this this world that i'm lost in right now and then if it's not at a show i'm then i'm getting hit with pornography which is also like the world's leading industry 
makes more money than any inter- entertainment around, like out. <laughs> so, you know, like, like, like this is absolutely this world's love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last line is, is just the most like uh, raw I could possibly be. That, that is just me saying a prayer. And I literally went this, uh, this rawness so that on stage I would say a prayer every single night. Um, great counselor, take what's left of me. Great counselor, take what's left of me. Or uh, take what's left. Great counselor, take what's left of me. And that is something like, especially, you know, I, I'm not gonna not gonna lie. Like after like we probably played this song, and I'm not lying over two thousand times. Um, you know now like like muscle memory kicks in. I'm trying to like get through the set. You know, <laughs> like 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 watching my breaths and everything like that. But whenever this whenever the, we we first put this out and for the first few years of playing it and touring full time. Um, like I would be in prayer pretty much through the whole time, through, through the whole song. And I would, I would use this as my, like, check myself, like, okay, am I being prideful? Am I like, how am I looking at people like on the front row? Like I've noticed this girl over there won't stop looking at me or, or this one that's standing on the side of the stage or the one that's in the back room, you know, or, uh, the ones that are going to be at that hotel we're going to later or that after party we're going to. Like, this is my moment. Like, I wrote this in. I wrote this into my life to check me. I want to check into it. And then I kind of slip into prayer. And by the end of it, um, give it to God all over again. Because that's that's what I have to fucking do with everything in my life. Like, I don't ever learn the first time. I have to continue to to do it and and give it up and give it up and give it up and say, I'm sorry and give it up and ask for forgiveness and ask for forgiveness and give it up. And, uh, and eventually I get, I get there, but that's the, that's just, I, I get down the alley by slamming into all the bumpers down the road. Mm. Well, it's, it's really cool to see come together with like, with how honest you are on the song and, and how, the song like shook out being like the, the this huge single off the album that was just like yeah. this massive thing that everyone connected with like and how raw it is like it's it, it's 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 so it's similar so to, raw to my experience with lying <laughs> i feel like where it's it just became it, it it's it's like the most relatable it's like everyone everyone's hearing vices like vipers like yeah this is me. You're letting, you're actually letting them in and you're like, uh, that, that was the, that was the last part I had. I had a totally different line written for this. My lust, the pornos and the sluts take my lust, this world's love. I did not want to do that. It was the first thing I wrote. And then immediately I was like, Oh, solid state's not going to let us do that. So I'm just going to write something else. And I showed everyone. I remember the first practice I showed everybody the other thing I wrote. And they're like, oh, that's sick. You know, it was a good line, but it was definitely hidden in metaphor. It wasn't that final, like the last filter removed. It wasn't that. Um, And they liked it and everyone was into it. And then the fucking, uh, the um, ego fiend in me was like, I actually wrote this other line that's pretty sick, but I don't think we could use it. And they were like, oh, what, what is it? And I, I was telling Lucas, um, 
I was like, I told him, I was like, it's like this, my lust, the pornos and the sluts take my lust, this world's love. And he was like, that's the line. You got to, no, that's the line. I was like, dude, I know I, this is our first album on solid state. This is our debut release. And my first, like, I, I don't know if I'm ready to just come out to the world as struggling with pornography and telling girls not to approach me. <laughs> like I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Uh, like, isn't that the most like anti rock star thing you could possibly do? Like what? Like I, you know, I'm like, I'm in my, tw- I'm like early twenties. Like my pride is, is a very loud voice in my head. And he was like, he was like, dude, that is the sickest line you've ever written. You've got to put it in. And I was like, we'll see if it gets past solid state. And, uh, we submitted it and we had this talk about it and everything. And they were like, well, let's talk about it. Like, tell me about the song. And I broke it all down. I'm like, we don't have to use it. I have this other line. Um, and I tried to push this other line and even they were like, they're like, okay, we understand. No, that, yeah, that's the line that's gotta (laughs) be in there. And I was like, so honesty it is. And I am so, so glad that, uh, it stayed in there. I can't tell you how many conversations, hundreds of conversations that I've had anywhere going from like, Hey, uh, my marriage was falling apart. I was addicted to pornography and I heard this and I've used it as like my anthem uh, to like, and this is not like, this is not like, like me saying like, I wrote this great song that, that did that. I'm saying that the honesty and vulnerability of like putting yourself out there in making in in and and allowing people to connect to you through your experience and it's basically it's basically just reaching out there and saying hey if anyone hears this and relate to it you're not alone i'm here right here with you and let me put this in in words that i've come to understand it and come to the show and talk to me and let's let's figure it out together uh it's been one of the most rewarding things that uh pieces i've ever written for sure it's also got one of my my favorite qualities of a song which is like when its song is like self-aware like it like knows that it is a song like it like it's like this song is presented as i'm on stage yeah singing to you right now and that's an easter egg like you wouldn't know that unless you right (laughs) unless it was unpacked but yeah that that is absolutely like Hey, but like, but but you could you could kind of know like it's an Easter egg, but obviously Easter eggs are there. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it yeah, yeah. There, it's like it's like the it. lines, the lines, like since all the alibis of ignorance are void, it's just like you're just talking to to them right now, talking about like <laughs> yeah, like this conversation. It's like it's like scarlet soaked and bold, the sheep's eyes locked to mine. Like this is as vague as I can say this, and then you mm. fast forward, then you you zoom down to the bottom. Oh, yeah. It's like. This is as clear as I can say this. That's and the so whole cool. thing is kind of this gradient from there. Was this That's Shane singing at the Shane sing Shane sing is the singer mm-hmm. on this one, right? Yeah. This isn't the one with the As Cities Burn. No, and I was gonna do that one. That would be that would be a great one too. And it's called In All Honesty. Yeah. And that's <laughs> yeah. it. That that that's another one that, that was kind of like my vices for uh vices approach for uh son of the morning uh where i was like uh, in all honesty was like out of metaphor and that's also what um neofumi was 
was the out of metaphor song on uh, on Titan EP, where it's not a metaphor at all, and it was a it was a scene commentary about like everything that I was seeing. Um, But uh, like like I said, like I'll either do it in a song and like have like a like a call out moment, like like dedicate a verse or a chorus to it, or sometimes I'll just like take one entire song and an album and just take it out of metaphor just to be like kind of like a compass point like okay hey if anyone's lost let's get back onto it right here boom Mm. if you didn't know this is what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah and and, and in all all honesty ends with uh um i don't want to be a father who has to watch his daughter be conned and stripped bare by a monster like me god put me to sleep and that was like you know basically not learning my lessons from the first album and just continuing to dig that hole and getting to that give up moment of just like starting to think about being a father one day. And if I had a daughter, how terrified I would be if she met me right now. Mm -hmm. Like if she met a guy that thought like I did right now Mm -hmm. and then, and then basically being like, God, just kill me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is this this rampage is just gonna continue. Like, what are you doing? Why am I still, why am I still on this platform? This is awful. That song is so good. In all honesty, thanks, dude. And it starts with uh, God, he, he he killed that intro. Yeah. Uh, God, Cody Bonnet is still one of my absolute favorites, and getting him to write that uh, with me and was just amazing. And when he sent it, I was like, oh. and his performance was perfect. And he was like, the opening line was like, they keep coming, keep coming, mm-hmm. uh, keep crawling right through my teeth. They keep coming, keep coming. Your children to feed off, the, your children I feed off to keep awake. Is it awake? Long enough to meet the next little sheep. Long enough to meet the next to buy every word I preach, and it's just and that's it, the exact same thing. Like 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 talking about those the parallels of vices like vipers in that song. Like those are again like a, okay. Let's have a moment of honesty out of let's bring it. Let's draw out of metaphor. This is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he also mentioned sheep or something in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That was intentional. Yeah, it has a similar vibe the way they start. It's it's cool to to know about that thread. God, that man, I I miss that song. It's like I was born to rip the flesh from her bones. That is a classic. Forever stop. One of your guys streets for the next one. Like when you guys would combine, um, or when you do, yeah, combine the vocals and screaming into like a duet that goes back and forth, like the call and response. Yeah, so cool. I'm like, hell yeah, do it. I love that. I I love doing that. Like, so fun to. That's just the. That's like the script writing in me you know it's so fun to like have a different voice to 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 respond to and everything i i battle sometimes i'm like i don't want that to be like a trope i don't want that to end up being like oh that's them doing that thing you know what they always do but i always end up coming back to it (laughs) in in that song it's so good too how like there are two distinct voices that like you you have to go back and forth between like it's not like 
one thought continuing. It's like Shane stays consistent to follow yeah, he's, the he stays in a, of what he stays he in a character. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so it, it sounds like gibberish, but it's just like this beautiful swarm of words that actually does make sense if you go in and parse out every other line. Yeah, if you do the homework. Yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. I, I Thanks, dig that. Dude. Oh, man, awesome. Well, that is Vices Like Vipers. That is the most in-depth explanation I've ever give, given for that song. So I'm I'm really excited that's out there. Uh, it's so cool. Like I said, I just don't, I don't do these things. Um Unless it's like in person and not on film, that's badass. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a cool explanation to have. And like I said before, like this is one of the ones that, like for me, this has just been in in my archive. Like I know every syllable, <laughs> but I don't actually know all the words. And so, like, like I I had never fully put together the imagery of like the first verse, mm. and like it's just like. Yeah, like it's so cool to know because I it's just been like this like it it means things to me, but they're like feelings and images. It's like the untitled. It's it's like yeah. I don't even have the words. What it's the hitting words you. mean? It's just like what the feeling is that you guys are getting across. And awesome. And yeah, the, the, I, and yeah. Dude, next time if you're if you're just like just in a music listening mood, uh, look up the gnarliest pictures you can find of a wolf feeding and just start the song and listen to it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's exactly how I wrote it. Um, and there was a, there was another song I, I did. I did Sun of the morning that way. Um, and uh, there, there was a, uh, I really wanted to, to write from like a, the most accurate in my mind the depiction of of lucifer and uh i found this statue called le genie du mal and uh staring at it like literally took my breath away because it was the most perfect depiction of how i felt like the, like the facial expression the everything and he was beautiful um, and that, but his facial expression just could not understand why he couldn't be greater, you know, like what, what is this ceiling? What is this like level cap that I have, you know? Uh, and he's just like, he just wrestles with his own pride. You know, why can't I do this? You know? And I just stare at that. I got it tattooed on my, my whole calf is that, that statue. Um, but it made such an impact on me that. That would be a really fun exercise. Uh, actually, I think that'd be a sick challenge to uh, do. Like, um, if like find an image and uh, like a like a like a dramatic image and write a story inspired off of that image or something. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd have to figure out some way to kind of come up with a pool or something you and i could each bring one in to challenge the other with the image oh yes Mm -hmm. let's do that that let's do that we're gonna do that that's gonna be dope all right so um should we move on to challenges we need to move on to challenges yeah uh, we've been going (laughs) i think our last our last episode was like four hours or something three and a half hours this one's getting up there and it's getting up there but it's so good questions or anything it's been so good though okay yeah let's go all right we're moving on to challenges uh all right so ben what was the challenge 
the challenge this week was roll a roll, which was basically in whatever story or thing you're writing to uh, go to a noun generator online, get a random noun, and use that noun as a guidepost um, to create a fully three-dimensional character with personality traits that be inspired by the noun that you selected randomly. And this is for every character in your story. So it was, uh, God, I'm doing a classic, a classic Micah right now. Just a, just a, just a, a forewarning. I did, I did, I rolled two characters and then just started writing a story. Oh, yeah, because uh, I didn't. I, I didn't know what yeah, to write. I mean, like, like I get, yeah. There's there's different ways of going about the challenge. Yeah. I think like I think that's like a legitimate way. Yeah, yeah. I, like it's still using the uh, the exercise to inspire a story mm-hmm. and seeing where it goes. Okay, so I'm gonna start. Um, we, this is a long one, and we got a lot of good submissions. Um, but like last time, we're gonna have to keep it keep it pretty short keep it real with you guys uh we we can only do like four of these things today so me and mike are each going to read one from someone else and then we're each Mm going to do our own uh so i'm going to read the first one i selected is from uh jameson so thank you jameson for submitting yeah uh i want to do a little a little shout out to a couple that we didn't get to read that just thought was they did a really good job after this too so yeah for sure um okay I'm a four. Wait, actually, let me. I like the the uh, the explanation is cool. To, did you read the explanations before you read their stories? I like to read the story first. Okay, go for personally. that. We'll do that. Yeah. Although I would say maybe saying the word first. And okay. Then, I like that. Yeah. So the word for this one was camera. Gotcha. And the title is the observant. I'm a four foot two hunk of metal with twin bulbous eyes protruding from a cranium that's more advanced than the mad scientist who put me together. With these bad boys, I see just about everything. I call them Nikon and Canon, all natural baby. The April Alliance award party for the for superheroes was as much a facade as their masks as their mask covered faces. Unlike these fools, I didn't need a mask. A robot working at the IRS was status quo. I entered the hero hall, hero ball as it was called tonight, the private residence of one justice man. I wheeled over to a table covered with a white cloth which had an assortment of hors d'oeuvres covering the briskly ironed creases still visible given the distraction of tuna tartare and spinach puffs. A pair of bolt cutters were found adjacent to a bowl of flat heads next to a sign that read, The Observant. Apparently someone thought they were cute. They know I'm zinc intolerant. A rubber suit wearing heroin, violet scarlet, turned to me. Someone's showing off again. We don't need a ceremony for this when it could have just been sent in an email. Finally, someone who gets me. I did realize, however, that the only reason to make such a comment would be to get on my good side. Handling all the hero's taxes has some perks, after all. It makes sense, doesn't it? Can't have the Justice Mobile coming back on Mark Kane's 1040. But it's not like he even does well to hide his identity. No amount of messy hair and glasses could ever hide that perfect chin. And so... And so with great pleasure do I humbly accept this award. 
The Greek, the Greek statue himself, wrapped in colored spandex and caped elegance, extended his puckered lips toward the bronze statue. Justice man. What a quack. If anyone came poking around here, they too would find it suspicious that a reporter owned a mansion and lived this kind of lifestyle, regardless of how rich his dead parents were. And that's not even to mention the new addition to his mansion, Hero Hall. Wait, Hero Hall? I never saw this on his tax forms. I could justify him receiving donations. He did save the world several times over, but having an addition to his home without a permit? Deplorable. I couldn't let this transgression go any further. Justice man will never work in this town again when they realize he's nothing but a con man. Good one, observant. That man is a fraud. Instant film spilled from my throat, revealing undeniable proof. A cough broke the silence. Just give it a second. I shook it violently until the picture bled through. It revealed Justice Man's very own tax return, home edition not included. Gotcha. I stood up, turned around, and issued a warning to all the heroes. Better make sure those books are clean. You know I'm always watching. I grabbed a spinach puff and a couple of bolts on my way out. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, I loved like how how far he, he took the like roll a roll prompt to get camera and then to turn your character into an actual camera to go yeah. so far as to take all the actual qualities of a camera and make them as real as possible in the character. It's like, well, yeah, this is a very, uh, he, he really was looking at that challenge <laughs> hard. <laughs> and I, I gotta say when I, when I first read it, I was like, I don't know if, I don't know if I could read that one. Cause we said like, you're not, this is not to like, like 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 the 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 word is for like background context um but he just did such a good job with making it literal and background context mm -hmm. uh like and, and i loved like uh i loved that observant like is like full of himself like every superhero like yeah i'm bad at the bone baby <laughs> nothing gets by me one of my favorites is uh the man is a fraud. Instant film spilled from my throat, revealing un undeniable proof. A cough broke to silence. Just give it a second. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, the man's a fraud. <laughs> Just give it a second. Good <laughs> observant. <laughs> Good one, observant. Got him. Next, spinach puffs. Drop the like, mic, walk out. No, no one cares. No one knows what he's talking about. He holds up an no image of a tax form, <laughs> and he's like, "As I as I suspected, this man yeah. is a fraud." Yeah. <laughs> All the other superheroes are like, "Y'all better be on your watch," you know. Like, is that a is that a contract? <laughs> I like to. Uh, he's like, "I got a cannon, all yeah. natural, baby." <laughs> <laughs> And how like uh, observant, like even when Chick walks up and uh, is talking to him at the hors d'oeuvres table, he's like, he's like, finally someone gets me, and he's like, wait, no, she's just trying to get on my good side. Like <laughs> nothing gets past him. Uh, so read read his description. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
he wrote, uh, this writing challenge had me stumped at first. Even though characters are arguably the most important part in the story, the last to develop in personal writings, this one challenged me straight away to get down with the character and build the world around them. My word was camera. Hopefully you'll be able to see my camera character, the observant, carefully paying attention to details, being direct, stoic, truthful, and showing off his memory skills. <laughs> God, it's so yeah. good. Showing yeah. off his memory skills, coughing up instant film. It's yeah, so and it's like it's how it's how observ- yeah, like being observant about what the woman next to him is saying. Being yeah. like a being having an agenda. Like Yeah. He, yeah. And I I want I wanna I wanna continue what what he wrote too. This is so cool. And this is this is this is how I how I felt too, like reading all of these. Like it was just another one of those moments. We've had we've had we've had a few moments like this uh with challenges watching what comes in but he said i can't believe this strange story stemmed from this one word this is going to be a sharpened tool in the toolbox for for the future thanks bros uh looking forward to the next podcast as always um uh but yeah like now observant is a character that i think of like maybe (laughs) like 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 in like 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 it could be an off character in like the boys Mm-hmm. Like it could be like the mailroom guy and the boys or something, yeah. you know, like this, this like camera robot that is like really takes himself seriously. And everyone else is like, what? Put together by a mad scientist too. Yeah. Good one. Observant. All natural, baby. A four, two hunk of metal. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Way to go, Jameson. Thank uh, you. Okay. So. I am going to read. Uh, I'm going to read Skies, and we have to put a big ass disclaimer here right now, <laughs> and a warning for anybody uh, uh, sensitive to uh, illicit content. Um, th- this is definitely uh, mature, not for kids. Uh, if you're uh, if you're offended by uh, sexual content at all, please do not listen to this. Um, but uh, it absolutely hits the, the the writing challenge in a very creative way. And uh, as, as I said before, as we as we talked about in the romance episode, like uh, like sexual writing is absolutely a a valid and massive. Uh, um, industry and art form and world and it's something that like that uh you know getting like like getting a boner is something that everybody every man in his life on the planet no matter who you are whether you're a priest or a uh you know fucking hitler like you go through that like 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 everybody it is it is a universal thing but culturally, it's not okay to talk about it. All the stuff, uh, sex is, is is not okay to talk about in certain terms. Words are not okay to say in certain certain terms and cultures and whatever. So anyway, all that to say, uh, we would be hypocrites this. if we didn't if we didn't try to break through those barriers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, guys, is a podcast about writing and about sharing like well executed writing whether it may be offensive to some people or not like uh th- he ha- he has submitted quite a few <laughs> that that uh uh but this one totally hit the mark like i i can't deny that it was it was so creatively oh, done it's and, a gem. and it, it is it is a total gem 
uh and it totally hits the uh the the challenge and i would just like like you said i'd be a hypocrite if i didn't if i didn't if i didn't share it uh, it's 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 my it's it's my favorite of of the the submissions. <laughs> it's a good one, dude. So hey, skip skip ahead if you don't like this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, we'll have a it, voice come it, in here to tell you what timestamp you can skip to. We'll have it on the screen. Yeah, it's about to get raunchy as hell. So let's go. Uh. So, title, The Plumber's Shame. Character, Mario. Word, church. Wooden, old, repressed, hiding secrets. <laughs> Mario was the horniest he'd ever been. Hard Italian cock straining against his overalls. He stomped the corridor, fading sounds of partygoers behind him mocking his inability to score. Used to be... He thought, I couldn't keep him off me. He used to be blowing me was enough to to live off to live off just the, just by selling pictures to the tabloid to a tabloid. A toad he didn't recognize opened the door, scrambling for Mario's path as he left the castle. Why do they all look the same? He muttered. If I was in charge, those inbred fucks would be would be first to go. He united. He he untied. Uh, Yoshi's reins, sneering at the toad manning the stables. The effort to reach the, sta- the to reach the saddle fouled his mood more. He used to triple jump for the hell of it, squashing every Goomba in sight. Now he risked throwing his back out, mounting his steed. Fuck getting old. Fuck those uptight castle sluts, and fuck my whole goddamn life. <laughs> Yoshi picked up speed. The gyration of his of his canter reminding Mario of when he'd fucked Daisy and Pete while Peach was in another castle. He'd swallowed a shroom while inside her, engorging his member to twice its size and bringing bringing a climax climax that had lasted for hours. He paid he he'd paid a toadette to scrub the sheets before the princess had returned, fucking her in the same bed that night. But Daisy hadn't returned his calls in years. And his tolerance had built up so that he, even a mega mushroom barely got him more than half a chub these days. Mario racked his brain for possible hookups. Memories of Birdo snout fucking him to completion brought a flicker of life to, into his trousers. As he envisioned spraying his linguine sauce across reptilian tits. But he'd groped one at the party and she'd blasted eggs straight into his face. Creamy yolk filling his eyes. Can't even get an am- animal to fuck me. The world's most famous plumber, unable to lay a single pipe. There was only one option, but he told himself that this wouldn't happen again. Parking outside his house, he slipped Yoshi's reins around a fence post and started towards his door. But halfway there, he found it, he found his feet leading him around back. He groaned, feeling sick as lust overtook him. A strain, a, a stain spreading across his blue denim bottom bottoms as desire eked out. He could almost feel the flesh between his fingers, flesh he'd, he'd soon debase. Lust overpowered him, and he continued. Mario hurried to the back door, cat pulled down to hide his inquisitive neighbors, to hide from his inquisitive neighbors. He knocked. Vision blurred with adrenaline, 
A high-pitched Italian voice answered, hey, Hello? It's me, Mario, he whispered hoarsely. Oh, sorry. It's me, Mario, he whispered hoarsely. Voice and chode thick with desire. <laughs> Mamma mia, the voice replied. Uh, back so soon. Come in, I'm uh, in the bedroom. Mario stepped inside. His thick vein baloney throbbed to a primal rhythm, making it difficult to remove his clothes. His greasy body, soft and fleshy from the cruelty of time, eventually extricted itself. Here we go, he muttered as he turned the corner, ejaculate already dripping down his leg. Luigi time. Maybe an answer to where all those inbred Goombas were coming from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my wow. God. Bravo, Sky. I can't, of all people, to random word generate church for Sky <laughs> to get it. And that's what came out. <laughs> Oh my god, that was that was truly truly entertaining. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Thanks, uh, Sky. Thank you, Sky. Yeah, <laughs> just I mean, seeing like... seeing Mario's this, this disgruntled uh, once hero in the background who's just like pissed off and repressed, like trying to mm-hmm. climb on top of Yoshi, like thinking of days when he used yeah, to triple, triple jump. Yeah, triple jumping like, is so good. He's like just glaring at a at, at a toad. He's like, fuck you. Fuck all them. If I had it my way, y'all be the first to go. God damn. He just like hits Yoshi and starts riding off. Golly, like reminiscing on his days of just like having the kingdom to himself, like anything he wanted. Mm-hmm. And now he's got to resort to hooking up with <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> okay, I had to. Okay, so again, absolutely had to choose this for like where such a weird, like such, such a such a such an exercise can just spark creativity just like having what like one little nudge in a direction and then it's like oh this okay i've got i want to write a i want to write a story about a horny Mar- mario okay what's my word church okay what's my what's my experience with church repressed old <laughs> this like hiding secrets and then here we go like down the ramp <laughs> yeah know? yeah and remarkable. it was greatly written and uh, yeah. uh the and, lines are excellent oh yeah and and a true t- obviously a true fan of uh of the the gaming franchise to know mm-hmm. so much lore yeah he really is the castle here we go <laughs> <laughs> whoo okay yeah, all right was so good. <laughs> here it's we go a- it's me, Mario. All right, is it my turn? Okay, so hey, uh, all right. So welcome back, everybody. Um, uh, so we're going to dive into uh, bins now. Well, the world is on fire. 
But it's still getting quieter in our neck of the wilds We've been burning for a while We've got red in our eyes Death on our minds But try to keep like little children Keep on giving and forgiving Like it's the first time around And we're still growing out of all our bold idealism Joining hands together singing We'll be fine, we'll be fine In the morning we'll be fine Watch the sun coming up over that horizon line We'll be fine, we'll be fine And if it rains we'll be fine We'll be baptized through the night Let the water wash the sorrow from our weary Oh, it was beautiful. Tell me about it. Yes, that's the piece. There's one character. It's the speaker. And the... <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, there's one character. That's the speaker. Uh, the word that I got was lake. Um, Ooh. So it was a song that I had started on. Um, this was like a thread that I had that I knew I just wanted to be a song that was like a general like statement of values and like uh, sort of like from the perspective of like a, a society and like what a society stands for, like what a certain culture mm. stands for. Um, and so it's sort of this idea of this culture that exists or this place or this type of, you know, mindset, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had started it. And when I drew the words randomly, I was hoping that it would be something that kind of fit that I could work work in and I had a few different things that I could do for the challenge based on the word that I got um but the word that I got was lake which to me fit perfectly with like what I already had but then it it also like gave me a lot of inspiration to go forward and also to, to tweak things around it and then to add more but like basically the the ideas behind lake um like serene was the first mm. word that I wrote down. And so like serenity, what that means is a concept. I don't know. There's, there's this classic phrase that I always think of when I'm trying to define it. Like um, courage is the ability to change the things you can. Like wisdom, serenity is accepting the things you can't change. And wisdom is knowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, uh, that's the, the, it's like the, what is that? The AA's. AA is like, uh, I mean, it's not just AAs, but it, it's like the prayer of grace or something, something like that. But it's like, yeah, the, um, yeah, something accept like the that. things you can't change yeah. and change yeah. the things you can. And so acceptance, yeah. like serenity is like this part of this cycle and it's like acceptance. Um, and so it's like, we'll be fine. is like the mantra of the song. Um, and so that's like, it's the, it's just like a letting go of, the, the the cards the pieces like the game board and just like no matter what happens in the end we'll be fine mm. uh and and so that is like serenity was sort of the grounding principle but then there's a ton of other stuff with lake like watery was one of the ones that i wrote and i ended up yeah. changing one of the lines to be more watery i was trying to like pick what what your word was and talking about like the water like washing away yeah. and everything and i was like i was like okay i think if i think water maybe it was rain and then i started thinking i was like maybe the water is a metaphor maybe this is like i was i started like thinking maybe it could have been like totally different like maybe like 
Ed Sheeran's Icy Fire, you know, like this beautiful song about a, a, a dragon raining fire down and killing everybody. Uh, I was like, ooh, maybe the rain is like fire. I don't know. Like I was, but it was beautiful still. And I was like, okay, so do they worship this dragon if that's the case? <laughs> but yeah. So it ends, it ends up being like this song that's sort of, so Lake for, let me actually pull up the, the list that I wrote down for Lake. Yeah. Um, it was serene, watery, peaceful, natural, beautiful, picturesque, spacious, and gathering place. Ooh, nice. So the song lyrics, the world is on fire, but it's still getting quieter in our neck of the wilds. So we've been burning for a while. Um, this is like, th- this This calls to mind the natural elements, like in the wilds, um, in our neck of the wilds, feels like a wooded, like secluded, like yeah. sort of like picturesque little place. Um, this is like a raw, this is like a tribe out in... Yeah, in, a, in an untouched by the wars of man type yeah. thing, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, everything's burning, but they haven't reached us. We've got our little little peaceful place. Well, it is that, but it's also like from a it's peaceful because of a, I think a a, a grounded like and and like true sense of like acceptance of the of the negative parts in life because it's so uh we've we've got serenity. red in our eyes death and death on our minds but try to keep like little children keep, keep on, on giving, giving and forgiving. forgiving like it's the first time around oh man that's a that's that's a really cool way to to stitch serenity into it and like to, to hold on to the things that came to your mind like serenity was the first thing that came to your mind or serene was the first thing that came to your mind it's like okay i got to use that and it's like what's these other things i can do and then joining hands together, singing, um, gathering place, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Badass, dude. That is really cool. Do you think you'll turn that into a full song? I think I would just release it like this, but yeah. Like a That's minute, cool. A minute and a half or whatever. Very cool. That could definitely be a bard song. <laughs> True. <laughs> of a certain people. Like, what would these people's name be? The people of the lake? Mm. The... Yeah, maybe. I was planning to use this as like a a theme song going forward in my life for like vacations and things like when we're like with like family like out at the lake or whatever, just like everybody can learn this one just sing along for the choruses, you know. Dude, I got to I got to hand it to you on and if it rains, we'll be fine. We'll be baptized through the night. Let the water wash the sorrow from our weary eyes. <sighs> That's some good shit right there, dude. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. From uh from Lake. Mm-hmm. So cool. What depth, you know? I've been calling the song Lady Lake, but it might be like Lake Song, Lake Theme. Yeah. Something like that. I love it. Nicely done, sir. Okay. Um, I got mine in the old docks. Cool. Let's see. Okay, okay so, so I did. I I I I messed with something. I had this idea when we were talking about like rolling random things that just chose stuff for us. 
Uh, and I got the idea. I was like, I was like, you know, I get hung up on names sometimes. And sometimes when I get excited, all my names kind of have the same amount of syllables. And like, I like them a lot, but they're all like main character names. I think I feel like, and then all my main characters sound the same and all this. And I was like, well, maybe I should just roll syllables. So, uh, I did that on this. I looked, I, I, I looked up a, uh, a D four, uh, dice roller. And for each one of my characters, I rolled a dice for how many syllables would be in their first and last na- first name. And then if they had a last name, how many would be in their last name? And so, uh, so we've got, um, uh, well, okay. Yeah. So, uh, I rolled, uh, I rolled lens for my first character Mm -hmm. and, um, what I, what I wrote out for that was, uh, used for a specific purpose, um, uh, distorts reality. Um, and then like, I was kind of toying with, uh, for users advantage, like whoever's using the lens, like it distorts that reality for them. Um, but could also just be like distorts reality, uh, transparent, um, glass fragile. And then my second word, uh, okay. Okay. So, so and on that first word, we have a uh, first character. I rolled a D four and got three syllables on the, the first name and then rolled it again for the last name. We got three syllables. And so we have Ichabod de Vaklin, um, is our first character. And, uh, and then my second character, we have, uh, I rolled crewman was the, uh, mm. was the word. <laughs> And so I was like, all right, what's a crewman? I was like, all right, crewmen are generic. They're low rank and they're transient. Those were the like first things that came to my, to, to mind. Like they're here one day, they're gone the next. They're low rank. They're a dime a dozen. And I rolled, uh, I rolled a one on that one. And so we have waif. Um. Uh. So. Here we go. This this is the story is called the study hat or what that didn't wait. Hold on. This is the grand right. beginnings. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So here we go. Oh, let me let me give me a little pause here. It didn't copy over to my phone. Oh, I can just go here. Hold on. I read so much better on my phone than like reading from my screen. <laughs> Just a little fun fact. <laughs> well, phone screens are really high resolution for the size. So That's like true. lettering is actually a lot easier to read a lot of the time on a phone screen, especially if it's small. That's very true. Okay, here we go. Gotcha. Okay. Um, the grand beginnings of Ichabod de Vaklin. Footfalls ricocheted from the grand dome to assault Ichabod's ears, jarring him awake. His eyes darted as he blinked repeatedly, grasping for clues. The gold dome, the library, the beaming stained glass, day. The wet about his forearm, ink. Fuck! Ink! Day? Shit! 
The acolyte jumped, jolted to find his spilled inkwell pooling a dripping black that soaked through his numerous sacred, so, that soaked through numerous sacred pages and his only robe. Fuck! He, ex- he exhaled desperately, quickly whipping a vial from his belt and slinging its powdery, powdery contents about the pages. He waited in anticipation. Don't tell me you haven't slept, a regal voice demanded from behind. Ichabod spun round, slamming the massive book closed. Ha! Just uh, getting one last close, very close look at these Wormian commands before I meet our guests. The king paused quizzically. I sure hope for you that's true. You do understand the consequences if this goes south, don't you? The young priest straightened. I certainly do, my king, and I've never been more confident. Good, the king breathed after a not-so-brief pause. You know, I've always had a fascination with the taming of the Majestics. Won't you show me what's brought your eye so close? He continued gesturing to the to the book in his, uh, in his startled subject's grasp. Ichabod stammered, But of course, such an ancient tradition is sure to muse even the most elevated of company, my liege. Only the keenest of eye could spot Ichabod's trepidation as he hoisted the precious, precious relic in front of his king. He closed his eyes and cracked its spine for him. After some time bracing for impact, a few days, a mere handful of seconds, he did not know. But the king laughed. Ha! Ichabod de Vauclin. The witch told me I'd find a mouthpiece capable of wielding the old world, but I'd never imagine it come in such a frame. Ichabod opened his eyes with brows high, immediately inspecting the page. Ink was gone. He laxed. All that remained was uh, of his potential expedition to the guillotine was darkened, was darkened dust about the page. The king critiqued. Gods, what is this? Ash? Ichabod, I'm sure you know the dangers of using live firelight in the library. Check out a cooled ember from the alchemist next time. I've told him not to charge you. Ichabod quickly uh, caught up to the king's reasoning and played suit. Of course, my king, I tried, but I just checked in so early he was still asleep. I've spoken, the king finalized. Now report to the hatchery. Your protege has arrived. Ichabod jumped as the king turned to leave. Do we know its name, my exalted one? The king paused, then continued walking. Ichabod, my mouthpiece, I certainly hope I don't have to remind you of all your duties. The name, the name is for you to find out. Now run along, we've only so many goats to spare keeping this thing sated. After a quick change of clothes, Ichabod swiped an apple from the giant tree in the courtyard on his way to the hatchery. He breathed deep, steadying his nerves. This is really happening. I'm really about to see a dragon. My first dragon. The first caught in over a hundred years, he thought, making quick steps to steps as he crunched into his crispy breakfast. His mind raced with possibilities. How big would it be? How old? What element? How many heads? Ooh, double dragon. Ichabod mused. That would be so cool. Or triple. No. No, three's too many. Maybe. Upon arriving at a large 
intricate door at, at, at large intricate doors he drew his focus with a breath the doors resembled the brassy wings of gal gal galacrax galacrax <laughs> the large brass brassy wings of galacrax the progenitor of his order ichabod paused and took them in for a moment each one of his seniors from the tomes had stepped through this very door lifetimes ago to meet their forever pupil and begin their legacy. Now it was Ichabod's turn. He breathed deep and pushed through. Sunlight blinded Ichabod as he entered the grand arena used the, the grand arena used generations ago to entertain the king's people with shows of violence and gore. Now a colossal dojo for the bleeding edge of science. His eager eyes adjusted and fixed on a wiry greenish mound lying before him, lazily chewing on a slobbery goat horn. Ichabod's face grew together in a pinch of disbelief. A Hortus Draconis? Hatchling? Are you kidding me? He exclaimed, dropping the half-eaten apple at his feet and perking the, the dragon's attention. I'm to carve my legacy with a baby garden dragon? Not a baby, my lord, laughed a burly voice approaching from behind. A dragonette, and a sweet one at that. The young priest's eyes welled up. A sweet, basic, baby garden dragon? Ichabod breathed, shoulders slouching. Dragonette! The jovial wrangler chuckled as he approached the soft, wide-eyed beast and scratched its scaly neck. The dragon's tail wagged in delight, and Ichabod... Ichabod wept. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is what I was talking about where I just like, I didn't know what to write at all. At all. And uh, I was like, um, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I was like, what would be fun? What, 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 what am I, what am I feeling? What's something I haven't, I haven't ever written it before. Um, a dragon tamer and a dragon. Cool. That would be, that'd be fun to write. I'm, I'm down with that. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to roll the dragon tamer. And then it was lens. Uh, and I was like, okay, distorts reality. You know, uh, gotcha. Like maybe he's like kind of sly, kind of cunning. Um, distorts reality for user's advantage. Like you put lenses on so that you can see. Like it's for an advantage. So maybe he's like. He's like the king's dragon tamer. Like he's the, the king is very excited about this. Like he's using him. He's an instrument uh, to, you know, communicate, blah, blah. So, um, and then he's transparent. So like when he's, uh, when he's, you know, in despair, like he just wears mm -hmm. everything on his sleeve. Like he's, he's jostled. He's like, um, and then, like, he's glass, he's fragile, like, all of his hopes just come crashing down. Uh, and then the dragon, I rolled crewman, which I was, like, I was not <laughs> expecting this at all. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, I was really hoping to do, like, some <laughs> big-ass, like, fucking sick dragon, you know. Right. And the I word rolled crewman. Is, the word is, like, scorch or, like. Oh, yeah. Or destroy. Like frigid. <laughs> yeah. Like, an ice dragon or, like, yeah, like like volcano or something yeah. like that and uh 
and I did crewman, and I was like, oh, okay. So what's a crewman? I was like, crewman is just like generic. I was like, oh. Oh, this dragon tamer is just, just working with like a like a base level dragon, like, and then and then I rolled the names, and uh, Ichabod to Vaklin. Ichabod was like, uh, I forget how I got there. It happened so fast, but it, I ended up I ended up diving into Hebrew, and uh, I think Ichabod was like like purpose or something like that. You know, like uh, like used for a purpose or something. And then Devaklin, I just came up with uh, for like dragon. I was like, it sounded draconic. Um, and oh no no no, Devaklin was device. Mm. Devok, and <laughs> was device. And I was like, yeah, that's like a lens. Like it's part of a device. He's 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 a used instrument. And then I taught tacked a lin on there for the extra syllable. But then dragon, I was like, rolled one syllable and and just like wave hit me, just this wave, just this. This this like transient blown in the wind like just nothing you know like and so started writing it and um and like just dove in and just had this this priest like uh, asleep in the library fell asleep on the books and he's just like studying for his first big day and uh and this whole story just kind of spun into existence. It's great. <laughs> I I love like just the the scene. I feel like it's a it's a scene that maybe has never been done. It's just like a little scene of the dragon terror meeting the dragon and being extremely disappointed in what he finds. <laughs> and it's like so great that it's like the the first one that's been caught in like a hundred years. It's just like yeah, his seniors. He's never met them. They were all like in the tomes. Like he's mm-hmm. read about walking through this door. This this arena that generations ago was dedicated when his order was founded by, by the first taming of the dragon Galacrax, you know, uh, and, and grand like, ambitions. And dreams. Yeah, yeah. And the King is like, he's like, Oh my God, we found a dragon first in a hundred years, you know, like, and you're my tamer. And he's like, this is it. And just a and garden dragon, yeah. It's just chewing on a on a horn, like slobbery, and like the the wrangler who brought him in is just like scratching his neck, and he just starts <laughs> wagging his tail like a puppy, and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I actually used this uh, this book to figure out like the weakest dragon you could possibly. Uh, Oh, forth, nice. and it was a garden dragon that's great yeah it's a good resource yeah i didn't know fun. about garden dragons yeah garden dragons are like uh typically found as hatchlings in caves uh very common um but yeah and, and then and then i looked up like the uh the life cycle of dragons and it goes hatchling which is like zero to 15 years. And then Dragonette is 15 to 40 years. And so uh, whenever he's like, he's like a hatchling. And then the Wrangler's like Dragonette. But, uh, and a sweet one at that. <laughs> it was fun though. I like these guys. I may, I may return to them. I also liked the, uh, 
like when I was looking through that book, I was like, damn, like, oh yeah, like, like dragons have elements, you know, they could be like metallic dragons or crystal dragons or ice dragons, green dragons or like poison dragons and stuff. So he's like walking. He's like, how old will it be? Like what element? Oh, how many heads? Oh, double dragon. Oh, triple. No, no, no. Yeah. That's too many. Every two. Ooh, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, that wraps up the challenges. Great challenges. I, I want to give uh, some honorable mentions uh, to um, uh, freaking uh, Anna Hamilton. She she put in one uh, tough like diamonds, uh, which I'd, I'd like to put up in the. We didn't get to read through many today, but I'd like to put that one up in the at least in for everybody else to read. For sure. Um, and also i i really enjoyed um let's see uh i really enjoyed oh i really enjoyed shannon's uh mm-hmm. she had a great one too um and a shout out to tim's abstract um Oh my God! Uh, abstract. Don't believe Eldritch don't, horror that entered my real life. Don't believe the uh, ramblings of <laughs> of this defector. If if you hear, I'm the, sure he will show up in the Discord. If you hear Tim uh, pre- preaching about the evils of right guys, do not heed his words. Do not heed his words. Stay true to the cause. <laughs> This was yeah. always this was always going to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah, we got a crazy meta submission from Tim, which we can pop up in the Discord. Yeah, and I gotta say, I I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it is a totally different take from anything anyone else put in. It was wild. I had to definitely had to read it a couple times to get my head around it. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He just, he just he just took off running. It was yeah. awesome. Um, so anyway, uh, we got to wrap this thing up. Um, definitely. There's a couple of things challenge. cause we had to talk about the challenge. We also have a couple user questions in the Discord. Let's go user questions. Let's go. All right. We're going to run through these quickly. It is 3 a.m. where I, <laughs> goodness, it's two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of these was a prompt for an episode more than a question. So I'll leave that one for now for the sake of time. Um, Okay. But one question that we can get to right now, um, this is from Tim. Uh, he said, here's a question I've been thinking about recently. I've been reading a biography by a famous theater and film director. And one of the things he says is basically when the actor cries, the audience won't, it is better to arouse an audience to wonder than to show them the plain truth, have them ask themselves. I wonder what they're feeling. Let them imagine an even greater heartbreak than what can be shown. Then he, Tim goes on to say, now I think that makes sense in theater and film to a degree, but do you think it applies to books and writing? One of the special things about reading and writing is that you often get to experience and witness life from bird's eye view. You can know all the facts. So when is it best to lay bare the full truth and when is it best to imply but never give a concrete answer? Mm, and this a is a super question. complicated question because when you get into these whens and the context clues and context is everything, but like, yeah, um, that's a great question. Um, I, this is another like gray area where I, I think that, that it's, it's important to remember that, uh, like guidelines are meant to be broken. Um, 
And in my own opinion, I feel like I see the value in like um, when you don't show them breakdown, but you know that, but but the audience knows that they are breaking down. It really does like 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 amplify that character. I think about uh, in Les Miserables. Uh, I forget who the character is, but um, the chick who's in love with the dude. <laughs> I haven't butchered this. The chick who's in love with the dude, um, and she's just unnoticed, but she's okay with it, and she's basically gonna go die, uh, as he like chases off, and and like uh, like she knows that her days are numbered, but she doesn't like let him see it, even though, you know, she's like destroyed inside and that, like just seeing her face, like, and just imagining it, like piecing that together. Like everyone has those moments of like, I want to cry so bad, but I'm not going to do it. And I feel like that's so powerful to relate to. But on the other hand, like, I think it is very important to, uh, to show breaking moments. Mm-hmm. And I think that that shows true depth because if you never show the character breakdown, if uh, you always imply it, um, I don't know. It kind of like leaves it leaves some gaps to be filled in that you could easily stitch that person together as like kind of uh, rock like, you know, like yeah. impenetrable, which yeah. is not real. And I think it's important to to make sure that character dynamics are always in place, like showing showing a, a wide range of of colors on characters. And I think that yeah. it, that to the 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 question extends really into all writing. I think it, the question it's really not not really about characters in a way because it's it's like what do, are we showing? It's it's the question of showing versus telling because it's like every eye roll or like every like thing in the world you can either say what's happening directly or you can leave a breadcrumb trail that the reader can come to understand it by themselves and and you can do that in a scene regardless of whether the character is crying you can do that in the way you describe the tear rolling down their cheek you can do that and and so that's that it's like a style and technique thing it becomes and it's like how much are you willing to obscure the truth? How much do you want your product to be the one that they need to connect the dots? And how many dots do you want them to have to connect? And I think that it's a really good rule. The show don't tell rule in writing. Yeah. It's yeah, really good for removing. Uh, my rule is like remove them one step from the piece of information that you want them to be gathering. If you want them to be gathering someone's emotional state, leave physical clue evidences. If you want people to be seeing something and you want them to ultimately be getting something physical, leave other clues around that so that that's the thing that they can discover on their own. Mm. But you take the nugget, you take like the, the beautiful thing and then you shroud that in like one layer of mystery or metaphor. And that to me is a big part of like show don't tell. That's, that's sort of true. A, I guess that's, that's probably what he's talking about here is like whatever, what he, what he read is suggesting that like show don't tell same thing of like, it's way scarier to not show the monster and to show the effects mm-hmm. of the monster and everything and like pieces right. of the monster than the whole thing. Like right. maybe like you show as far as like not to, not to see your, your character crying uh, 
well, I think that you absolutely can show them crying without showing them crying, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that like, just that inferred, like, you know, a stifled breath, you know, like a caught breath and, you yeah. know, like, but show, it, show that they have that range of emotions at yes, some point. I think you that's, know? I think it's absolutely yeah. imperative. You know, they're, they, they hurt like real people. Yeah. Um, but maybe tease it. Yeah. Yeah. Like show, like, and, and it, it, like I said, it's a style thing where it just becomes, it comes down to it in any given scene, like how beautiful do you want to make that description of that person crying? If you like, if the, if that's the minuteness to which you're getting to like, you're trying to imbue like beauty and like feeling into the story, then yeah, that's how deep you yeah. need to go to be applying those metaphors. But if you, if you just need to get this scene across and the overall scene is what's beautiful, once you step back from it, then you can use whatever words you need to get, to get the point across. And that's where I think a lot of this showing and telling things start to break down and like, you don't need to necessarily be following that rule on the most minute level all the time. Right. Um, because because what you're trying to show them is this bigger picture thing so that's the thing you're shrouding in one layer of mystery yeah. right is the whole paragraph right and i think that uh like the like op, like i think that saying like the monster rounded the corner and it was so scary <laughs> right <laughs> uh it would yeah. be about the same as like she was so sad she cried yes like both of them are right. exactly. can be insanely impactful but that is probably the most boring yeah basic mm-hmm. and lazy way that you could take that route yeah and those are great those are great examples of of that that is the final thing you want your reader to to get across and it's it's hard sometimes to identify what is my priority of like but that that's what it usually ends up being like like oh i want them to feel fear because there's a big monster right right i want them to feel devastation yeah her heart is broken and i want i want to put enough breadcrumbs for the the audience to fill in to relate with their most broken moment and let them know like that's what she's feeling yeah rather than you know just 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 wording it out mm-hmm. yeah that's cool i like that all right so uh, we should just try to go probably as quick as possible and just go right into the challenge i think next let's go what was the uh, what was the uh the topic idea real quick the topic idea or episode idea. We don't have a topic yet for next episode. No, 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 no. Uh, you said that, that we had a suggestion for an episode idea or something. Oh, oh, we had a suggestion of talking about darkness. As a dope, theme. totally into it. Yeah. We should do that. Okay. Um, all right. So next challenge, let's wrap this up. We got to go. <laughs> uh, um, Next challenge is the start of something mm-hmm. very fun that we've been talking about since the genesis of this deal. Um, so we are going to start a, should we just go in and say it? Yeah, sure. Okay. So we are starting a trilogy, mm-hmm. a trilogy writing challenge. So this challenge is going to span across whatever you're working on 
whatever you start in this challenge, you're going to work on for the next three, pro- the next three challenges. And if you don't start something, you go, there'll be chances to jump in. You don't have to do the yeah. first one to do the we're second not, one or the third one. Exactly. Well, it'll we're, be we're gonna, fun if you can do all of them. Yes. Highly recommending. Cause I think it's, it, it's going to really, and ultimately this is for us and between Micah and I, it's something we're excited about doing this between the two of us and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So forcing each other to <laughs> every week have to do this <laughs> challenge. Right. And continually pick up the story again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to be challenging each other on this. And um, like we've done in previous challenges, you may choose which one of our challenges, one of one of the challenges you want to take and run with. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're going to be doing here is uh, is. I, I want I want to give a shout out real quick to um, an inspirational Reddit page uh, that uh, I got into when we when we I started researching and diving into for ideas when we started um, coming up with the idea to to start right guys. It is called Fantasy Writers. So the subreddit subreddit Fantasy Writers. It's a great community. Um, lots of active users popping in with like fun stuff and critiquing each other's work and uh and and writing prompts going up but they're like they're like famous writing prompt is called 50 word fantasy and uh what it is is basically they give you a prompt they give you one word and uh you are to write a 50 words or less so this is not more than 50 words it has to be 50 50 words is the max 50 words or less uh micro fantasy snippet vignette like view into a world however far you want to take it it could be the shortest smallest scene but that encompasses or features or is coherently inspired off of the word chosen um so uh so we are going to actually we we Ben and I have compiled lists that we don't know I don't know his list. He doesn't know my list. Uh, and we're going to roll D10s to figure out uh, what the two words are. We're going to draw one from my list and one from his list. And I've got to do the one from his list, and he's got to do the one from my list. And y'all are lucky and get to just choose which one you want to do. But uh, we're going to be working on whatever story we start from this, we are going to be uh, expanding upon throughout the next two uh, the next two challenges after this. Yeah, and did we want to keep this one short, like a flash type short thing as well? What do you so, mean? You, like the 50-word the story, obviously 50-word max that you had been talking yeah, about before. Yeah, it's 50 words max. So, so what do you want to, if for our word count, are you saying that you want to do that same thing? Do you want to do yeah. a different word count? Okay. Yeah, yeah, 50 words max to just like, Get in there and and create a snippet of the world that we're going to be working on here. Um, and you know, afterwards, you know, you could abandon this the 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 themed word on the next challenge or something like that. But we're just we're just getting the ball rolling on something and see where your imagination goes. Uh, it doesn't have to be de- deliberately about this. It uh, you know, but just um, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. Yeah, and there will probably be some other creative modifier on this on the next part as well besides yeah, yeah. just sequeling yeah. yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna unpack this baby okay do, do you have a d20 or do you have a d10 ready I, i've rolled yeah 
Okay, you rolled. All yeah. right. So, are you? Did you roll for both? Roll for your table. For my table. For me, rolling for your table. Do you want me to roll for you? Yeah, I want you to roll for me too. Okay. I rolled a seven, and you rolled a five. Okay. All right. So, a seven. Oh, this is a good one. Uh huh. Your word is spell. Ah. Fifty-word fantasy spell. Very nice. Okay, uh-huh. I think I can work with that. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, and your word, your fifty-word fantasy word, is oracle. Oracle. Oh hell yeah! Oh, I am in, baby. Let's go. All right. All right, spell sick. and oracle. So spell and oracle. You choose whichever you want to do. Um, but uh, fifty right. word piece. A fifty a song. word. <laughs> a fifty word piece. Yeah. Um, based a, a fifty word fantasy. It is like um, inspired off of the word, and mm-hmm. you are. We are. We are doing an open open ended story. Just get something going. Do a snippet of a world. Um, inspired off of spell or oracle, a character inspired off of spell or oracle, a a, a quest, a uh, a conflict, a whatever. Um, but it, whatever your entry is, it needs to be max fifty words, and it needs to be com- like very coherent. That it's like, oh yeah, that's spell. Like I see, or oh that's oracle. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, this has been a wonderful time as always. And great submissions, everybody. And can't wait to see you all next week. Yeah. I'll see you in the next one. It's been real. Yeah. right. Oh, next next week is 10. Excuse- oh, episode, episode 10. 10. Hey, double digits. And we'll have to go back and count the submissions. We may be ready for a, for a, uh, a right guys community guest. We shall see. All right. Uh, all right, love you guys. Right guys out. Do 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 do